Dork Tales proudly presents Dungeons and Dragons The Reign of Emrys. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Reign of Emrys here on Dork Tales. I am your Dungeon Master, Kelly. Uh, my pronouns are he and his and him. I always mess those three up. Um, and uh, yeah, so tonight we are playing episode three of Reign of Emery's. I'm going to be playing a ton of NPCs, so you'll be able to see all of my funny voices. It's going to be a lot of fun. If this is your first time with us, Reign of Emery's takes place in a, uh, a semi-enlightenment era fantasy world that um, blends magic and technology. It's our homebrew world, but in the, the magic technologically focused country uh, called Emrys, which is slowly conquering and civilizing its neighboring kingdoms, which of course will have no repercussions at all. Our players are um, a fantastic mix of characters from the empire. And why don't we go ahead and meet them right now, starting with, uh, let's go to Christine. Hi, Christine. Hello! So I'm Christine. Um, you've probably seen me before if you watch anything Dork Tales. I am on most of it, with a few exceptions. Um, so I use uh, she, her, and you can also find me over on Twitch as Lady Liliana. Um, tonight I am playing Claudette Belmont, a noble lady um, who is, she's human and uh, the wizard blade singer of the group. Fantastic. Hello, Amy! You're muted. I got that. I see that. I start talking and I'm like, oh, wait, no, I'm muted. Hi. Hi. I am. You need to mute me sometimes because I talk too much. That's why. So I'm Amy and I am playing Leiden and Merov. Um, I use she, her, they, them. All's fine. And um, but Leiden is a she, her. And I am the cleric of the grave and I'm an ASMR in this game. I'm also in many other games on Dork Tales here. And you can two. find me at at least two. At least two. At least two. If not several more, um, at uh, twitch.tv slash uh, paradoxical ghoul. Fantastic. Hello, Caitlin, if you're still alive. I'm still here and alive yes. for the moment. Yes. You still have Caitlin. Success. Yes. Um, hi, I'm Caitlin. Um, I play Telfrin. He's a human barbarian. Um, so I use she, her pronouns, but he uses he, him pronouns. Yep. All yeah. right. And let's pass it over to your left. Hello, Ivy. Which is actually Hello. Robin. Damn it, I almost did it right the entire time. Hello, it's Robin. It's okay. It's fine. I lost in your right. You're introducing it. It's okay. That's fine. This is payback. Yeah. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Robin. I'm playing Ivy, the tiefling blood hunter. Um, I go by she, they pronouns. Ivy is she, her pronouns. And uh, I'm really looking fun. I'm in, I am in two, three, three, three on Dark Tales, but hopefully more. But hopefully you'll be seeing me more, maybe. It's, it's true. I don't piss off Kelly enough. It's, it's true. It's true. All right. And finally, in the corner, it's Mike. Hey, everyone. My name is Mike. I'm rocking they, them pronouns. I am playing Veratrix Soul Star tonight. Uh, she is our awesome little halfling artificer. Star name. Uh, wait, what? With the Star Wars name. I love it. The Star Wars name? Yes. Soul Star? Come on. That's a that's very like, that's, Star Wars type That's name. a Skywalker right there. I, I didn't even think about it. Of course lighter. you don't, because you, like, you don't like Star Wars. It's you okay. Like Star Trek. Unintentional. I know. I was just giving you sass. Go on. Keep it up. Um, all right. And you can find me otherwise here on Twitch at uh, IROC the Camaro. I Twitch. I, I Twitch. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do have ticks, but uh, I stream sci-fi. Mm. We can get you a collar for that. <laughs> that is accurate. 
or a spray. I don't know. Uh, so, all right, everybody. So, last episode, it's the character- dungeon master to a new level. Also, Caitlin, you said you wanted to ask. This me. went several ways from I'm- where I think we intended. I was going to ask if she ever goes by Trixie. Oh, no, she, she doesn't, but she could. She My, could? Does she you now? Could, you could start that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, Talfin can start that. Left tricks? What right tricks? Veratrix <laughs> left wing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, if you if your computer is not being a complete baby, I would suggest you heading over to Roll Twenty and popping right, on some background music. Oh, that's right. uh, but uh, Caitlin, I'm going to discourage you from doing anything <laughs> besides like looking at your computer and talking. Even then, maybe be even be, then be careful with it. Just, just no, be gentle with I've got it. My it's character shy. sheet up, and I have this up, and I'm like character Too sheet. Much, oh man. my goodness! <laughs> but I don't yeah. have it on my Does phone. everyone have dice? Oh, I have dice. Yes. Quick jack. I have dice. I have my notebook. I have my new session page open. I have my my post-it with my stuff on it. And I have my character page. I forgot right. to grab my like ducky candy. dice. It's too late. We're already it's too, too late. far. Oh, I know. Right. We're too far. So folks, this is the part where we're gonna tune into game. Are you ready for this? Great. Now that song's going in my head. All right, cool. Um, I was gonna say. Anyway. Oh, uh, okay. It's happening. All right. Yes. So with that, welcome to the Reign of Emrys. Let's go ahead and begin. Last time, your characters managed to survive an encounter with Experiment 19, a strange creature beyond the fathoming of the majority of you. That was from the Imperial Science Academy. Not that you know that. In the process of fighting that strange creature, one of your companions, a uh, friendly halfling who worked at one of the foundries, one of the, the weapon forgeries throughout town, was brutally killed. You were able to bring her body to a small temple of the orphan where she was laid to rest, and then, as you were there, the night watch brought in another body. The half-goliath that Talfrin had arranged a less-than-legal fighting match with in the pits who had been killed for his deception. That night, you all received orders to go and prepare to leave town for different reasons. Talfrin, yours was to get out of town and stay safe. Very, you were going to head toward uh, Terranel to repair the observatory's telescope. Ivy, you were given an assignment as well, to head out toward the small mining town of Cordust. And Claudette and Leiden, you were sent on a diplomatic mission to deliver a letter to an agent at Terranel. Now, the railway lines. The lightning rails only work so often. Every few days, one of them will trek out across the Great Plains and make their way toward the coast, branching out across the many different byways that take you across those wide and dangerous stretches into the mountains of Terranel and over by the salty, briny seas. Now, as you loaded up onto the train, you didn't have a sense of what was coming, but something 
was brewing in your future. Claudette, you and Leiden took your places in the executive cars. Ivy and Veridrix found themselves in the business class. And Talfrin and his friend Dirk, who was tagging along, were found idling in steerage, a long wooden car with very few places to do anything but sit, cramped up against each other, maybe gambling on the floor or underneath the tables, underneath the chairs, underneath the benches that were already crammed with bodies. It was a sweaty mess. And this is where we're going to begin our story. It's been almost a day at this point. The train up from Duchesne is slowly ambling its way toward the capital city of Emrys. You've been winding along the coast at a slow speed. And Talfrin, what are you doing to pass the time? So it's been, it said almost a day, it's been about, about 13 hours that you've been winding your way across the mountainous terrain of Duchesne. Probably be maybe playing game of cards with uh, Dirk. Yeah, got any twos? I was I was thinking that. No, dragon. <laughs> oh well, no, that's bad. Uh, okay. Um, eights. You've got at least th- three eights. I bet it right now. Double or nothing. Tough luck. You mean tough luck? I saw an eight when you bent over. Ugh. All right, he's gonna throw his cards down. That's it. Beholder's fortune. <sighs> Beholder's fortune. I win. That's at least. There you t- go. Ha! You can't always cheat me, buddy. I know. You okay? Yeah. It's just getting to me being in here. It's fine. Yeah, fair enough. And as he says that, an old woman who can only really be described as a babushka leans over and starts snoring on his shoulder. Her long, coarse, wiry white hair kind of draping uh, out of this, um, this handkerchief that's wrapped around her head. Her drool and false teeth rattling around like a goldfish trying to escape a bowl in her mouth. Who's your new girlfriend? Oh, I wouldn't take this from you, buddy. Like, we're just friends. <laughs> I'm just warming her up for you. That's okay, bud. Appreciate your offer, though. I do like older women, but I think that this is even going a little far by my standards. <laughs> just, just nudge her off. Nudge her off? Like... Just shoulder. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant, uh... uh oh, okay, hold on. Not this time. He'll slowly push her on to a, a tiefling woman with one horn broken off, uh, sitting on the other side. Quite a quite a plump, bright blue skin tiefling that is sitting playing on like looks like a sketch pad. <laughs> really, really, fucking colonials. Goes back to work. Hey, that means we're passing something. 
Are we... What? Yeah, there it is. Dirk says, turning out toward the, the steamed windows and wipes one of them. <laughs> and suddenly you're going to see light flood into the car. <laughs> On the other side, looking out over... It's, it's almost... No, it's past midnight at this point. It must be. The moons are hanging high in the sky. One of them is pitching over at three quarters, about to plunge down to the eastern water. One of them is high overhead, and then the remnants of the third moon twinkle like starlight in the sky. Gray and dull. But from here, as you crest one of the mountains, suddenly the, the rumbling and talking of the car goes silent. And one deep-voiced man, somewhere in the car, hidden from the rest of things, says, It's Crucible. And sure enough, the Crucible prison colony is visible. As you climb this mountain, heading ever northward toward Emery's, to the right of you is a stretch of at least a mile. It's been coil style strip mined, digging down to the ground like an immense screw. It's barren. The mountain itself has been stripped, and even in the darkness, you can see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of indentured and enslaved workers digging down, down, down. At the center of this massive coil, which um, there's no way to describe this if you haven't seen it, but have you ever seen what a lithium mine looks like? Okay. Uh, look it up sometime. But it, it basically looks like they've carved this coil into the ground, like like the rungs of a screw reaching almost... From this height, you can see it goes down half a mile before your vision is broken. It looks like an inverted anthill with hundreds and hundreds of tiny, dark silhouettes laboring into the night. But it's not entirely dark. Mm -hmm. In the center, a bright blue-white light rises up to the sky, a beam of light that shoots into the clouds. And there, hovering, hundreds and hundreds of feet, six, seven hundred feet, above the hole, is a collector dish. Massive, golden-colored rings slowly working themselves back and forth inside of themselves like a compass. Mm -hmm. A series of rings collecting the mystical energy that's dug straight out of the Earth's heart. Wow. Think about it, we could end it up there, right? <laughs> yeah, we coulda. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, did you... Did you bring any? You know, I gotcha. Thank God. This is <laughs> why you're my mentor. Yeah. Oh, cheers, buddy. And with that, you both drank. Further up the car, Ivy, 
you what are you doing at this point sitting in a car with a couple of people who don't necessarily want to be next to you this strange scarred tiefling one of them is a halfling woman dressed in this frilled doublet the skirt dances around her bare and furry ankles she's airing her toes out and the mat of blonde hair atop of her flat feet she fans herself idly so, uh, you're a, a soldier, she says. Because of the sword. Uh, so that's with the scares. Yes, oh. I fought many battles. Oh, that's nice. Um, I've been known to get into a scrap or two myself. I'm particularly good at at cribbage and uh, uh, polo. Actually, I've got I've got a wee scar right on my ear, and it's um. Wait, I just uh. Huh. All right. Uh. You're not gonna eat me when I sleep, are you? <laughs> Don't tieflings eat halflings? No. Isn't that how you got the ling in your name? No. Well, what part of you is a thief? Oh, are, are you a thief? Is that no. why they call you that? Because you're thieflings. But if you insult me, I'll cut your neck. I don't want to hurt you. But if you keep insulting me, I might just. I wasn't... I... And at that point, suddenly, you mount the rise and the blue light floods into your car. Your eye is drawn to the crucible. You have never been away from home before, Ivy. As the train rattles along, being held in place by the chained lightning elementals and magic that the fuel cells are bound with, the hum beneath you and the rattle of the train... This magnificent feat of technology looms just outside of your window. What do you do? Probably going to stare at it. Um, she has uh, in her bag at her at all times, she has like a bit of spare leather that she likes to carve and do some leather work with. So okay. she'll just start to carve designs into it and kind of look off and kind of ignore the, the halfling woman because she just kind of pissed her off at this point. <laughs> The train door, the train car will go open up, and uh, this woman's husband will enter, a halfling like herself, with a mustache and thick and bristly, and leaning over his top lip, dressed in, uh, in a fairly common suit jacket. Will enter, leaning on a cane. Doesn't look like he needs it for any reason, but just style. He taps it gently on the spats of his boots. What's this thing? Thought you two would be gabbing. Come on, I'm Matilda. Not much of a talker. Ah, that's right. That's weird. I actually thought tieflings were all talk. <laughs> well, not all talk, but all talky. I knew this tiefling back in uh, in Maddox that was uh, quite quite a talker. Her tail's like just. Twitching at this point, like 
this is how she controls her anger. Mm. I don't make assumptions about halflings. I would prefer you don't oh, well, make assumptions. Should. You should. You'd probably be right. We're loudmouths and chatterboxes and a bit hedonistic. Yes, I can but see that. We also like to give people their space. Tilda? Yes, I think I should probably go now. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean any offense, love. Would you like any sweets back from the dining car? As a as a peace offering, since we're going to be together for quite a while. Yes. Um, uh, have you ever had the nice. strawberry shortcake? No. What is this shortcake? It. <laughs> Let's just say that I've got a taste for it. It's uh, it's very sweet and uh, made of strawberries and and flour. You're not um you don't have a gluten thing, do you? No, I am a perfect specimen. <laughs> I have no flaws. Well, then I suppose that some extra calories won't hurt. She'll uh, toss a gold to the halfling. Uh, I, I'm sorry for threatening you earlier. I believe we may have gotten off on the wrong foot. I. That's fine. Tilda, uh, I, uh, shortcake. I'll bring you a big one. Apparently. Uh, and with that, they'll both back out of the room, giving you a bit of space. As you begin to carve the leather again and look out the window at the prison colony. What's Vary doing in her car? Several, several cars down. Um, she's not doing too much, actually. Uh, she's mostly just kind of, um, she's kind of mostly just watching the world go past. She's, uh, she's fairly upset still from watching her friend die in front of her. Um, so she's probably just been kind of relaxing in the room mm -hmm. uh, but she's probably getting hungry that's fair well you're sharing it with uh, with a few others so right now the people that are in there with you uh, is a human couple that looks like they're there on their honeymoon uh, as well as a rather a rather old old dwarf when I say an old dwarf, I mean grizzled, with a light bulb-shaped nose dangling over his cracked lips, which themselves are buried in a mat of shaggy white hair. So are we talking like 500 years old or something? We're, we're talking like looks like grumpy. Oh boy, okay. But like with the white beard type of thing. We're talking like, yeah, this guy's probably pushing 500. His eyes are racked with cataracts and stare glassily at you. Are you a dwarf? Am I, am I a dwarf? You're no. shaped like a dwarf. No, I'm a halfling. Uh, nobody's perfect. That's true. That's true, I mean, yeah. Where are you headed to? Terranel. I had family in Terranel. Back, back before all of this. Now it's just me. Time uh, moves forward. 
but we we don't. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Er, have you ever been this far north before? Yes, actually, I have been. I, um, I actually came from Astaria. Astaria used to be a lovely place. Now it's so full of military and all of the old... Oh, all of the engines of destruction. I actually grew up at the Asia Naval Base. Oh, it's a terrible place for a young thing to grow up. Oh, it was great fun. I got a lot, uh, a lot of very useful skills there. The Asia Naval Base. I remember once upon a time. There was a park. I think that's where they built the first hangar. It was lovely. There was a big tree covered in ribbons. All different colors. All pledges to Soph, the queen of nature. The king of spring. lovely that, it still is quite lovely just in its in its own way I never should have taken the job where are you off to I'm I'm off to Belle that's where my crypt is I want to be close to it when I go. Fair enough. Is the rest of your family there as well? Parts of them. The parts we could find. My son. My second wife. At least you won't be alone anymore. And nor will they. There's nothing lonelier than death. Except for life. And he will turn and look out the window with glassy white eyes. Absorbing the light to so you suddenly... Pass alongside Crucible. You decide you want some food at that point? Yeah, I think she'll excuse herself and head head up or down. Sure. So you'll um, you can head up or down. Your call. Uh, as you're leaving the car, you'll just hear the very faintest whisper behind you. Never should have agreed to cut down the tree. And uh, with that, 
Uh, you find yourself in the hallway surrounded by dozens and dozens of bodies pressing back and forth along the train car's guts. Going up and down the hallways. The business class that you find yourself in is... It's fine. It's comfortable. It's decorated with lots of bright reds and blues, royal colors, full of nobility. Sashes and ribbons, the colors of blood, decorate along with curtains of the same hue. The blue is inlaid next to a bit of gold trim, and it's it's comfortable. It's pleasant. It feels like wherever you go, the train attendants with their tiny pillbox hats with the little brims will turn and smile. Lady? Hello there. Hi, how are you? Hope you're doing well. She'll, echo she'll nod. A door shuts in front of you and a pair of halflings wander out into the hallway. Ex Excuse me? Yes? One of, one of them will say to you in halfling, which is a light lilting kind of pigeon common, which sounds kind of like which, of course, in Halfling translates to... Oh, thank God, another one. Um, do you know exactly where the where the dining car is? Particularly the one with the desserts. We have a roommate who definitely could use some sweetening. Oh, really? Oh. Well, I'm actually heading to the dining car myself. Do you mind if we come with you? Yeah, for sure. I'm Tilda, and this is Zeke. Mm -hmm. I'm Very. Fairy? Oh, that's a pretty name. My cousin's name is Very. Is it Very Trix? Yes. Ah, Veratrice. But still, is root, the root's the same. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Veratrix, uh, I've got... <laughs> I've got quite a lot of money for dessert food. She says, holding up a gold coin. Question, you... Kelly. Did they leave the door open? No, they shut it. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's go see what we can find. That'd be great. Let's get right fat. <laughs> well, I can't get too fat, but... Nonsense. What's the point of being a halfling unless you can get quite the, f quite the food, baby? Well, I mean, I guess I do wear a corset for a reason. Exactly. Hold it in. Maybe it'll go up into your... Um, anyway, let's get going. I think they're fine. Nothing a little cake wouldn't help. That's fair. <laughs> Meanwhile, as you head off to go grab some food in the fine, the finer reaches of the car, you will receive a rap on your door. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yes? tra train attendant, uh, might I interrupt? I just have a brief announcement to make. Of course. The door will slide open and a human man with a goatee, well, with a Van Dyke mustache, rounding his um, rather rather dark skin. It looks like he's probably a Koken or uh, from somewhere in the Eastern Isles. Enters and smiles at you very bright very very charming a very very friendly face on this man and they only hire the friendliest people to work on on these cars and just letting you know that the dinner service shall be starting um 
in approximately 30 minutes. If you would like, I am more than happy to uh, allow a pre-order so that you may have any coffee, tea, beverages waiting for you the moment that you sit down. Your reservation, of course, uh, Miss Belmont and Miss um, Leiden, Cleric Leiden, uh, has been held, but should you like anything, please uh, merely sign the clipboard by the door and leave it on the other side of the door for me, and I will make certain that you have the best service known. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Thank you. Remember, if you need anything at all, Cleon is here to serve you. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Uh, if there is anything else, um, please don't hesitate. And that includes, uh, I, I do not wish for you to be bored. If you would like any in-cabin entertainment, we do have a selection of greatest hits from uh, various classics, as well as recorded medium, wax discs, as well as um, uh, uh, pictures, the moving variety. That sounds there, interesting. Yes, there is a, there's an old one that we have called, uh, uh, what is it, Curse of the Goblin Queen, I believe. It's quite entertaining. Well, uh, Leiden, what do you think? Sure. I mean, this is going to be a long trip, isn't it? So That is true. I'm I almost already through my first book. Hmm. I will find you another along the lines of what you filled out in the library. Now, Thank you. At your leave, ladies. <laughs> he shuts the door and heads off to fulfill your wishes. Claudette's going to bounce up and grab that clipboard mm -hmm. and start filling it in. Now it has all sorts of she coffee, tea, tea, espresso beverages. <laughs> there's tea. There's tea lattes. There are mixed teas coming out of, uh, of I believe there's like a matcha latte coming out of Ranak, uh, as well as... Uh, Try that. It's yeah, she's gonna point at that and be like, "Ooh, didn't um, oh, who was it talking about that at school? They said it was quite good, though. Um, let's try that. Yeah, let's give it a try. All Ooh. right, so you'll be and let's able do to... let's do a coffee for afterwards. Oh, they'll be from from Shafun, actually. Shafun or Awari are the ones who do green tea. Um, mm. so. Chefoon green tea latte, absolutely. They also have a dessert selection as well. And as you sign the clipboard and just, just initial at the bottom, it's all inclusive with your ticket, um, you actually don't have to leave your train car. There's a little sliding, almost like a lazy Susan type of compartment that just, you flip a switch and it arounds to the outside. Clever. Claudette is curious as hell. So she's going to open the door and go out to put it on to be able to look up and down without being totally weird and be like, is there anybody else around she can talk to? Uh, yeah, let's find out. Leiden's uh, gonna be, like, reading a book, but also just, like, keeping an eye on her out of the corner of her eye, just be like, mm-hmm. Uh, as you were standing in the hallway, uh, a... Okay. Uh, a tall figure will kind of loom will loom directly in front of you. Now, unlike the other train cars, the luxury train cars only have a single row of, uh, of cabins and a left facing if you're facing the front of the train a left facing aisle 
hallway that you have to pass. Quite large, but uh, in the previous ones, there are cars on both the left and the right. Uh, but your car is large enough that it could fit probably eight people comfortably. And as you are looking out, the windows in the hallway are broad and brimmed with this blue royal curtains. Blue being the Imperial House's color. And an immense figure is standing looking out as light floods in from the outside. Uh, it is a... It is a huge... Well, a dragonborn. Standing there. Bright silver scales reflecting blue in the light. Okay, well, if Claudette met, happens to meet his eyes when she sees him, she'll just smile and wave. He'll turn and look at you and nod his head. He's wearing a, a very um, simple but expensive uh, tunic and leather breeches. Uh, very similar to, say, basically a $200 t-shirt and pair of leather pants. Um, he's, his arms are covered in tattoos and bangles that have been carved into his scales. Uh, his, his horns are decorated with all manner of rings and jewelry. And you can see that he's definitely wearing a touch of eyeliner. Okay. As well. And he turns So and he kind of does the, like the nod sort of bows type thing? Yeah. He will. She'll do the like the tiny tuck your foot behind your other foot and do the little bob curtsy. <laughs> the fact that you can do that with such little space in this hallway says a lot about you. And in high heels. <laughs> Have you ever seen something so beautiful? He gestures outside as you see the light of Crucible reaching up into the heavens. I actually hadn't seen that one before. I've been over on Zetrovia for the last while. How did you miss this heading to Zetrovia? You must have gone out through the south. We may have passed it during the day, so I wouldn't have mm. exactly noticed it. It seems rather more magnificent at this moment, though. Oh, it does. It does indeed. The entire empire powered by magic from the earth. It's quite the feat. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Oh? How much is down there? How much? That's true. You'd have to be careful so that it doesn't... If you went too far too fast and if there was a large reservoir, you wouldn't want an explosion. <laughs> she kind of looks off just, huh, I hadn't that. He'll lean in and say, actually, Miss Belmont, it's happened before. Oh, really? Yes. Last time, according to official records, 300 inmates perished in the explosion. Well, that's awful. Is it? No one goes there without a crime. And no one goes there to be, um... Well, no one goes to the Crucible to survive. They go there to be punished. I suppose. I mean, most of them are Cataganian. <laughs> the old Zetrovian Liberation Army is there. Ah, what do I know? I'm just a musician. Does he have any crests or anything about him that would make him identifiable? Um, he obviously knows who I am based on based crests. on based on a lucky roll, actually. Uh, so he will have a simple logo on the side of his uh, um, 
on the side of his coat, uh, and it says in Draconic, it... Which I happen to read. Do you? Okay. Yes. Uh, so it She's looks... She's well-read. Basically, this is the equivalent of, like, do you know how metal album covers kind of look like someone threw a bunch of sticks on the ground to form the letter of their names? Yeah. You're right? Um, it kind of looks like that in Draconic, these, like, huge, almost, like, Daedric-style letters that are, like, jagged knives but carved. He's a pop star. He's a pop star, and the name literally translates as Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. Okay. Like the beverage. But in Draconic, it sounds way cooler. It's like, it, 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 I think it translates into common as, like, uh, burning libation. But it's literally the Draconic word for Hot Toddy. All right. Which is what we're going to call it. We just Whenever we say hot toddy, we're using the draconic for hot toddy. Okay? But uh, you can make me a history roll to, hear, to know if you've heard of that band before. Uh, that's 14. Yeah, you've probably heard of them. You might have heard them in, in your school in Zetrovia. Um, they're okay. They're kind of a punk band. So a lot of underground stuff. Um, they seem like they'll be good the moment they sell out and get a con like a continuous sound or mm -hmm. a contiguous sound. Uh, but right now they're still in that awkward phase where they're just kind of like trying to still stick it to the man and not accept their money. But they're they're right on that edge of selling out. Okay. Their next album is gonna break. But apparently they're wealthy enough that they can ride in this car. Apparently. Either that or he's just really into them. It's true. Hmm. I don't think she's going to remark on it. She'll just notice and kind of file it away. So what's bringing someone like you all the way out here? Heading to the capital? Oh, yes. Hmm. Me too. I've got a gig. It's going to be quite wild. Oh. You should, uh, if you're in Emery's for long, you should come by. We're going to be at the Black Hole. The Black Hole? Okay. It's, it's a bit of a, a dwarven thrash club on the south side. I've never been to anything like that. Or um, knee pads. It's gonna rock your world, doll. Okay. <laughs> well, it was lovely to meet you. But it was lovely to calls. meet you too. Oh yeah, of course, of course. And she will duck back in and then sit down with Leodin and just kind of Do you find something interesting? There's, there's, um, you remember seeing, um, oh, who was it who had them? Um, that album. The heck? The heck was it? It was, um, Dramar had it. Dramar had it. Remember Dramar? One of the other students. Vaguely. Anyways, it, it was that draconic... Um, punk band or something? I, I think that was one of the members. But, hmm. I, he said if we were in Emery's, we should go to the show. However, I don't think it really sounds like something I would go to. I said yes to be polite, but... Well, um, I, I have a feeling we'll probably not be available. No, probably not. Mm-mm. I didn't want to say where we were actually going because I don't know how. Yeah. How much? I don't think we should shout jobs off to the rooftops, per se. 
Generally speaking, no. That's, That's not a good idea. He made some comment about knee pads, though. It was very weird. I don't understand. Knee pads? Yeah. Like? Apparently the show's just that good you need knee pads. I don't know why. Uh, like, I've, I've heard that they, some Do they concerts... go so crazy they knock you over? Yeah, maybe. Uh, very odd. Before long, you will have a luxurious meal with all the trippings, uh, with all the drippings and trimmings. Uh, a beautiful sautéed rabbit served with a cold uh, asparagus soup with a bit of truffle on top of it. It's going to be a, a quite a sumptuous fare served alongside your beverages of choice as well as complimentary wine or spirits or fortified wines. It's quite enjoyable. And at the end of it, you'll be given several other books to read through as well as a series of, um, of Magic Eye videos to play on your viewing window. And true enough, the Curse of the Goblin Queen, or whatever it ends up being called, is uh, overacted B-movie schlock. You feel like you've heard of this one before, but... Isn't this one a classic? No, I'm not sure. No one even knows how old it is. For that reference, sidebar, tune to generic fantasy setting, The Shards of Nerd, episode one! <laughs> Sorry, I have to have those comic book sidebars, guys. Um, and if you got that reference, you win a no prize. Oh, I miss you, Stan. All right, so. I got that reference. I'm glad you got that reference. <laughs> All right, so you you have a good couple of days. Your trip through Emery's has a, uh, a very brief layover, long enough for you to pick up a t-shirt, to be able to feel yourself going through the outskirts of the Mechalith that is this immense city of stone and marble and steel and technology. The beauty of the train system that roams around it, the fleet of skyships that hangs in the air outside of town in the airfields, the glistening towers and spires of the Capitol building, and of course, the palace. They glow on the dawn as you arrive. But after a short layover, you're all crowded back in and begin the long, long trek from Emery's to Ballet. Now, it's only about another, another day to get there, and you spend the time doing what you must. It's enjoyable enough. You find that some of your roommates, if you have them, are a bit more chatty than not. Or a bit more pleasant. It's fairly relaxing. If there's anything anyone wants to do specifically in this time, you can let me know. But otherwise, it's just you're spending a day on a train. If you've ever done that in real life, it's, uh, you don't do much. It's a ton of fun. You take books. It is, if you read a lot. And, uh, oh. if, if you're in Japan, you order a lot of bentos. Or listen to music or something. Yeah. Does I actually found that... As I got tired and dehydrated, I could not keep reading because it was making me motion sick. See, that, that's not how it works with me, but yes, Amy? Yeah. Well, I want to know, how long is this trip supposed to take? And is this train designed to have little sleeping, like have the chair, the, like, sleeping, Oh, you have beds. Napping? Perfect! 
Leon's gonna take a nap. No, you can sleep the entire time very comfortably. She's you have full sleep. beds. Um, Fantastic. The, as long as Claudette lets you. The <laughs> yeah. other, the other cars. Um, so the business cars have these basically like futon beds with um, with pull across drapes uh, and set in a bunk style. Uh, so I'm pretty sure varies on the top bunk. Uh, her yeah, room. that makes sense. Uh, the honeymooning couple in Ivy's room are halflings, so they can easily share a single bed, which means that there is a vacant bed. Uh, and the other person in that room is a human female in her 40s uh, who is sleeping on the bottom rung, probably beneath... Well, would you be up high or down low, Ivy? Hmm. Probably... Low, because that's what she's used to in her cell. I mean, bedroom. <laughs> yes. Stop. Uh, so she's probably doing that. Um, also, I'd like to say if there's a the 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 door or the the curtain, Ivy will have memorized and destroyed the dossier that she was given. Sounds good. Sounds good. That's not a problem at all. And then, of course, uh, Talfrin and Dirk, you end up just having to like sit and sleep eventually on each other. Um, it is hot and sweaty, and occasionally someone will illegally crack one of the windows, which spits right? a bit of freezing air from the velocity of the train into the car before someone comes through and goes, What are you doing? Don't you know that's bad for the lightning reactor? And slams the window. Don't do it again, or else there'll be a caning for you. Type of thing. Nice, nice while it lasted. Yeah, it really was. Hmm. The trip to Bele is uneventful. Bele is a beautiful, as it's known, uh, city in the center of an immense lake, right before entering on to the Venbalia Plains. It's one of the last and furthest vestiges of old Emrys, the old empire before the expansion. And it looks it. It's... It's not terribly tall, but very spread out and full of these old architectural marvels that remind you of where the Empire came from. Lots of... Lots of buildings with ornate mosaics and canal boats moving along the waterways. The train itself goes and pulls into station along an immense archway. An old aqueduct that had been repurposed. It's beautiful. And as you pull in, the old water collection in the aqueduct spits and vaporizes as the lightning that holds the train slightly aloft surges in. There's not much of a layover. People getting on and off. A few cars being detached. Not many people want to head out to the coast with the active war zone there. The hundred cars drop down to the point where there's only 80. And as you are wandering around, can I get everybody who is in the not executive suites uh, to just make me a make me a perception roll and tell me if anybody gets super high? 19. 19. Six. Okay. Ivy, you're muted. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. 
as you pull into the station at Bailey, some two days later, Very, you were awakened by the sound of pulling into the station. On the lower bunk across from you, actually on the bunk beneath you, I should say, the old dwarf is sleeping. You only pull into the station for about 30 minutes before departing again. Do you do anything, Barry? Um, if I if I see he's he's asleep when we pull in, I'll try and wake him up. His shoulder is stiff and cold when you touch it. Damn it! <sighs> Why does this keep happening to me? Um, and she'll she'll go. Try and find a, a train attendant. Uh, as you open the door, there's one directly outside. A woman with short-cut hair and a broad chin turns to look at you. Excuse me. Oh, uh, yeah. How can I help um, you? My co-passenger in here, who was supposed to be getting off at the stop, uh, is. Um. Oh. Um. Just a minute. I'll go get a stretcher. Yeah. It takes about ten minutes, but the attendants will come and gently remove him, taking him into the station. He made it home. In one way or another. However, in the in the kerfuffle of taking this passenger off, you can hear the whistle saying, All aboard! All passengers on the platform, please move on to the train! And as you are watching them take him out, they bump into somebody as they leave the train car, stepping onto the platform. A tall man dressed in a long coat with a wide-brimmed hat curled up at the sides is bumped into. Hey, watch it. Kind of grumbles at them. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Uh, just, um, trying to remove... Yeah, well... You be careful. And as he turns, you'll notice that his hand moves in a strange fashion. As he kind of... He's kind of bumped into bodily by the stretcher. And kind of pulls back and tucks something into his pocket. Uh, sir, sir, can I get your ticket? One of the attendants says, standing by the doorway. Yeah, sure, right here. Hands him the ticket. The attendant, not one of the ones carrying out the stretcher, looks at it and says, uh, Oh, okay. Uh, absolutely. So that's going to be car... 49-4-D. Pardon me. Actually, I think it's 59-9-A. It's 59-9-A, if that's what I should have said. Thank you kindly. Tips his hat and steps onto the train. What do you do, Barry? It's kind of hard to see this man, this 
He's also wearing a bit of a scarf around his face that covers the lower part of his jaw. You can see that his skin is dark and slightly... slightly grayish hue to it. It's hard to tell in the shadow of the hat. It's not like you have dark vision. She's just going to head back into her room and uh, sit up on her on her bunk. After the train begins moving again, an hour later, the door will slide open. And this man will walk inside of your room. Ma'am, he says, tipping his hat. Hello. Uh, I hope you all don't have a problem, but... I've, uh, I've acquired, uh, this here bed for the remainder of the trip. If, uh, I won't be too much of a disturbance to you, just making it out to the coast. Hmm. And, uh, with that, he'll just move over and settle into the bed that a corpse was laying on an hour ago. Jesus. Uh, can you make me a perception roll? Yes, I can. Please, please. 18? Uh, as he tips his hat to you, you're going to be able to see that he has a very broad, strong face. It's not unhandsome so much as it is rough and slightly a bit too strong, I guess. His jaw is a bit too too flexed beneath the beard that hugs the side of his chin. His mouth doesn't open entirely when he speaks. Almost like he's just trying to do on a draw. But as you look at him, you can see that the skin tone, the grayish of his flesh is... You're pretty sure he's wearing a lot of makeup. And as he tips his hat to you, You'll be able to see one of his gloves that he's wearing on his hands is fingerless, and you'll see the dark green skin of one thumb, where the flesh-colored paint has worn off. This man's at least a half-orc, and doesn't feel like sharing that detail. As he slides in, you'll hear the unmistakable sound of gun metal bouncing on his thigh underneath that long leather coat. Um, on noticing that some of, uh, that, what you said his thumb, uh, had worn off a little bit. Yeah, it looks like it was painted and then, like, just, it had worn off from, I guess, use. I mean, that's, the, seal your paint, seal your paint. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess as the, um, as they, they, they mentioned that and, and as, as we are talking a little bit about that, she, and she notices that. She's just gonna kind of look at him and just, you know, glance down at, at her at her thumb and kind of point at it, where um, where his uh, pain is worn off. She's just gonna she's do, gonna do like a subtle, and then look up again. What can I say? Mom always said I was good with plants. Mm. I mean, it looks that way. Whereabouts are you headed to the coast? I'm just trying to see where I can go. Making it out to hopefully Cowstall. Heading up north. 
You got some work up there. How about yourself, little lady? Terranel myself. Oh, Terranel. Got a military contract up there. You look a little small for the military. <laughs> Let me guess, shock trooper? No, I'm very good at fixing things. Hmm, very good at fixing things. Yes. Yeah. I guess small hands are good for that. They really are. Although, and she, uh, at that point, um, she'll, she'll look down and is, like, is, is it like an obvious, is it obvious that he's carrying a firearm under his coat or let me, let me can check you just real quick. hear it? You can just hear it if you can kind of see a bulge on his hip. And she, she'll kind of look down, look, look down and be like, yeah, but sometimes some things can be hard to find and my size, and, you know, rifles and such. I see. I would be unfortunate. Y'all can probably make one, though. Oh, I can. Uh, well, <laughs> I've tried. It hasn't worked yet, but I'm working on it. It takes right. a lot of effort, actually. I guess the trick is uh, trying to balance out the ratio of saltpeter. And the propellant behind the actual lead. Mm, did, did you actually make your own, or...? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I learned from somebody. Um, Kelly, from somebody. Are, are we alone in the... At the moment, cabinet? yes. At, At the, the moment, moment yes. yes. It's just the two of you in there. The, um, uh, the other, the honeymooning human couple has, has vacated for the time being. That's what I figured. Um, I mean, she'd probably bring it up anyways, but uh, I figured because of the way he was he was talking that they were probably out of there. Um, she, so she's going to be like, oh, that's really cool. I've, I've been really trying to, but so far I haven't quite gotten it just yet, but I'm hoping soon. And then I just need to learn how to use them properly. Oh, shit, that ain't hard. You just point and click. Oh, really? That sounds like, that sounds really cool. I have a distinct interest in things that go boom. Well, Missy, I think you and I are going to get along just fine. <laughs> and he'll kind of smile at that point. And that's where you're going to see that when he actually opens his mouth, he does have the very, very beginning of some tusks at the bottom. They're, they're more just like prominent canines than anything, but definitely a big splash of orc blood inside of this man fair enough okay um so yeah i think she, she'll probably just keep uh keep keep going until uh until somebody walks in and in, in the room um, and uh you'll talk for a few minutes and then the honeymooning couple will come in half drunk and like stumbling through the door the wife will <laughs> who's this <laughs> yeah who are you I'll remember you used to be a dwarf. Yeah, I got better and taller. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm Zeet. Hey, the pleasure's all... Hey, the pleasure's... Uh, the pleasure's all... Hey, yours. <laughs> He says, and uh, his wife pinches his ass at that point, and they're both going to giggle and head over to the uh, the little foldy bed and pull the... Nice to meet you, Zeet. 
and whoosh, Which, on that note, my name is Vary. Pleasure to meet you, Vary. And you as well. Glad you and I have an understanding. It's better than not. You ain't Spe kidding. Especially when you're my size. Especially when you're my size. If you don't <laughs> mind, I haven't slept in about two days. And this, this naughty... Bumpy ass mattress is feeling like a touch of heaven. <laughs> well, you have a good sleep. I'm gonna go grab something to eat. Huh. I have a good one. And he's going to pull the curtain and lay down and take a nap. And the rest of you, it's a good couple of days before you'll be making it to Aldare. As you're moving across from Bele, which is more Lakeland and Starting to touch in Venbela, the wide, great plains of Venbela. It's beautiful here. Flatland, as far as the eye can see. Giant stalks of weed and wheat as high as an elephant's eye. And that's not just a phrase. As you're passing through some of the smaller towns, riding the lightning rail along the old lines, pushing, pushing deeper into this territory that not so many hundreds of years ago belonged to independent lands. You can see several Loxodon farmers standing by, kind of wiping the sweat off their gray brows, looking over at the train as it lightnings by. Loxodons being humanoid elephants, that is, in case you weren't weren't aware of that. These giant elephant men uh, watching as they continue to move and pilot their threshers. These giant automated row workers that plow entire fields in a quarter of the time. Uh, Christine, you have a question? Um, I just want to say that because we are on this train and it's taking a long time, I would use find familiar. Okay. During this time period. And I believe I would like it to take Take the shape of a hawk. A hawk. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a one-hour spell, and it is a ritual cast. Okay. That sounds great. So you'll be doing that right as we get to this part of the episode. Uh, so as you are calling out to this creature, you summon it just as you are passing into the northern lands of Venbela, the, the wide, ancient plain. And as you do, you are going to hear this tremendous call. Actually, where is it? I don't know where my hawk gun is, but it's somewhere. Uh, so this hawk scream will echo, and you will see this in the distance. Dark thunderclouds writhing across the plains in the distance, casting shadows upon the golden wheat. And there you will see the shape. It's a speck at first, a black dot that slowly widens and widens, and then quickly a hawk appears out of nowhere almost, scrabbling at your window, which is easily openable. They trust you. I will open it and let it in. I'm thinking it's kind of one of like the little ones, like the Merlin okay. type, type hawks. And can I get a perception roll? Yes. Has, quick question, has yes. Claudette cast this before, I guess, is what I want to know. Nope, this is, this is the uh, first time. Okay. So, um... I 
I think she she would have warned you. Okay. Because yeah. it takes a takes a freaking hour and it takes a lot of incense and a buzz. Mm -hmm. Be like, you can make me a perception right. roll too if you're in the room. Yes. Uh, that oh, is sorry. 19. Same. That's funny. You watch that little speck approach the window. But as you're looking out the window, more specks. Dot. But they're moving like fleas. Across the plains. The way that fleas jump is almost the height of a room sometimes. These shapes catapulting themselves from the wheat stalks hundreds of feet into the air and crashing down again. And they're getting you? bigger. Okay, Claudette. Do you see that? Yeah. Can I try and figure out what they might be? Do I have yes, any idea? Yes, you may. You can make me a history roll real quick or an insight roll. Um, yeah, I think Claudette's going to do the same. She's going to kind of go... Is that? Uh, uh, Twenty-five. Sixteen crap. on history. Sixteen on history. Those are the you forget the exact name for them, but giant insectoid steeds. Those are grasshopper mounts, the size of horses, larger, in fact. Those are Veltkin tribesmen. Huh. And that, uh, you will immediately know, Leiden, is not a good thing. No. Uh, we need to, I'm assuming they're coming at us to attack us and we need to sound an alarm? There are hundreds heading the direction of the train that plum, that plummets along the tracks. What do you do? Uh, is there an alarm system in the train at all? Uh, there, there's a call invasive? button. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm a call that. The door will open less than a minute later as Cleon... <sighs> yes, ladies, Cleon is here to help you. I'm... Uh, you may have noticed out the window there seems to be uh, something approaching rather fast. He immediately will pull his whistle out from his <laughs> vest and... Blow into it. At that point, the entire train's lighting is going to change. The overhead lighting, these magical orbs that are casting this bright white light down on all of you will suddenly go and turn red. A voice will begin to echo all the way into steerage. Attention, attention. Do not be alarmed. Everything is under control. Brace for sudden stop. And can I get everybody to make me a strength check? Uh, oh, great. Uh, do we have an advantage from knowing this was about yes, to happen? Yes, you'll have advantage. Everyone else will will not. Uh, I will give I will give um, Talfrin advantage, though, because they're so crammed in. Oh, not 20. 15. <laughs> and two. Oh, no. Okay. Ivy's going to fall out of her bunk or something. Okay. So, uh, Ivy, you're going to take six points of damage. Ouch! Okay. And uh, Zeet is going to take four points of damage, and Dirk is going to take two points of damage as the train suddenly <laughs> comes to a stop. Kelly? I got yeah. a not natural 20. Not natural 20? Um, yeah. What kind of damage did I take? Uh, you got a 10? Yeah. Uh, you are going to take only one point of damage. Oh, okay. 
the train is going to stop. Now, obviously not immediately, but faster than it should. Normally, a train of this size takes roughly a mile to slow down to a stop, but this speed is even above that. Still, the train manages to slow itself in less than a mile as all of its electrical magic begins to pull and reverse, repolarizing itself and pushing backwards as quickly as it can. The train is going to start to bend and all of you are going to feel this thing is magnetized to the tracks by the electric energy pulsing through it. But even then, it's going to begin to start crisscrossing as the sudden stop makes parts of the train jump track and begin to fold in on itself. Uh, if you fail your roll, so uh, Mike, uh, Vary is going to be pitched uh, just kind of against the wall and is going to just kind of like bang her head a little bit. Um, Zeet is going to be fired up into the ceiling and bounce to the floor going, son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, Very, you as well are going to be thrown out of your, of your compartment and against the window, which is going to shatter as you hit it. And you are going to see these these... Did you mean Ivy? Not very? I didn't mean Ivy. I didn't mean yeah, Ivy. Okay, okay, who who cool. did I say? I say Very. You said Very, yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm like, I get thrown around again? <laughs> I was like, so, I'm sorry. pretty sure. It's okay. So uh, you are going to be thrown into the window, cracking it, and you f- you'll see your blood begin to paint the side of it. And as you do, looking on the outside, you see dozens upon dozens upon dozens of these strangely garbed humanoid figures riding these tremendous grasshoppers. Each of them are wearing these strange facial masks uh, that almost kind of look like World War One gas masks. Uh, what are you doing? Um, I was wondering if at that point, if I'm bleeding and took damage, I was wondering if I could make a little cheat and activate a- activate my blade with uh, my sure. uh, hemocraft. Sure. sure, you because may. Because I already t- took the six points of damage, so it's like, what? And she's seeing that, she's going to get ready for a fight, so she would probably activate her blade at that All point. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, as you do that, um, you can just go ahead and you're already bleeding. What does that look like? Describe so, it for me. So, um, what happens is the kind of like, where would you think she got hit? On her forehead or on her arm or something? Where's this bleeding? Forehead Where is the bleeding? for sure. It's forehead dripping. For sure. Okay, so she'll kind of like, uh, she'll kind of like rip off a piece of like cloth, try and dab it on her thing, and then she will, because usually she like ignites it on her like arm or something. Mm-hmm. But because it's bleeding from her head, what she'll do is kind of like, pour it over her blade and as the drops the red drops kind of hit the metal surface of the blade it suddenly uh kind of ignites with electricity and it kind of turns into this lovely kind of glowing crackle which i kind of picture as like purple energy and it's going to just ignite with lightning damage beautiful i love it can i get everyone to roll me initiative real quick yes oh good job z and would ivy know about these things uh, you At can, all. as a bonus action, anybody can make me a history roll. Also, hello chat. Good to see everybody here tonight. I hope you guys are having fun, because I'm about to have some fun. 17? On uh, knowledge, um, you know that there are disparate bands of tribal raiders. Uh, that exist across the Great Plains normally. Not in this number, though. This is a big raid for some reason. Then again, maybe you're transporting something valuable. 
This is an 80 car train. What's that? You hearing that Fireworks too? Fireworks sounding? Hmm, weird. Okay, so initiative rolls. Why don't we go ahead? Anybody have above 20? Nobody? Oh, damn. Okay, so Zed it is. Um, all right, uh, above 15. 19. 17. 18. Okay, that's easy. So 19 is very... You said 17, Robin? No, I didn't. Okay, so then it's Ivy, then it is Claudette. Okay, what did you get, um, Leiden and Talfrin? Six. Ten and six, okay. Six. Okay, so that means we've got Dirk... Talfrin. <laughs> Enemies. Amazing. And Leiden is there to heal everybody after the fact. Yep. Okay. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Okay, so at this, no. Zeet's gonna hit the ground and go, son of a bitch! Twice? Really? You want to learn to point and click? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, he reaches into his long leather boot and is going to pull out a small holdout pistol. It's got three shots. Don't miss. And is going to toss it up to you. Uh, you are going to have a small pistol to use for this combat, Very Cool. I'm pretty sure you're proficient in it. Yes. All right. And with that, I it's time to swap to this song. Jesus, did somebody forget, like, when New Year's was? <laughs> and just had this huge stock? Like, it's still going. Is it really? It's been going for a good two minutes now. Like, constant pops. All right, so, Barry, what do you do? All right, so, um... So I guess we're, we're all still in the train, so... We're all still in the train. I guess she'll, um... Uh, Try and go go to make our way out of the train, or uh, your windows will open if you want. Actually, I'm gonna switch back to the other song. This song was way cooler. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. That's yeah. Way that, that's so cool. Um, yeah, she'll she'll pop the window open. Um, okay. And is anybody in range yet? Uh, so as you are saying that, you are going to see at least a dozen of these long strider grasshopper mounts leap to the sky going as their wings expand to grace their fall. And then suddenly the train is going to like start to sandwich up as it does, all of the sides moving in like an accordion. And that's the point that they begin to land on the side of the train. You'll hear cars next to you shriek as windows shatter as these giant mounts land. One of them lands nearby. What do you do? Oh, I'm going to point and click. Okay, go ahead and make me an attack roll. Okay. Ooh. Uh, that's going to be a 16. 16 is going to be a hit. So yes. are you aiming for the mount or the rider? Which is, like I said, is honestly uh, kind of picture, picture Tusken Raiders. 
is, is an easy way to say this, but those type of lensed, oh, lensed masks okay. with the breathing apparatus, tubes leering in, or like leaning into these hard-shelled backsuits that they're wearing, uh, each of them armed with a, a pike dripping with venom. And she, she's going to aim at the rider. Okay, sounds good. Pull, pull the trigger. Give me your damage, please. Coming right up. Wow, that was screwed up. Could have been worse. Uh, could have been worse. Uh, all right. All right. There we and go. that is that. So that is going to be... Oh, nine, and uh, you're rolling a D8 for this gun. A D8? Okay. Yeah. Okie dokie. Let me just change that. All right. So that's going to be... Um, uh, 10 damage. All right, 10 damage. Ten, you ten are piercing. All right, you're going to fire directly uh, into the side of that one. And he's going to scream into his mask. And uh, I'm going to use a reaction. Uh, and can I get you and Zeet to make me a deck save? Yep, coming right up. Oh shit, Zeet, really? Oh no! Did Zeet did Zeet fail bad? He, he botched. I got seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, so you're gonna or take Zeet. you're gonna take two points of poison okay. damage. As as you open the window to do this, uh, the rider is going to slam their spurs into the side of the grasshopper mount. This this insectoid mount's gonna turn and vomit slime into the chamber, which is going to suddenly turn sticky and web like. Uh, it is all over Zeet. Uh, and Zeke's going to take another, jeez, four points of damage? Well, could be worse. All right. Uh, meanwhile, in, in your cart, Ivy, one of these giant creatures, boom, slams into the side of the car and leers down at you. What do you do? Uh, is it inside the thing or just against the it's window? It's against the window right now, which is cracked. Um... Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my reaction to uh, make a roll against the window real quick. One sec. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, as this happens, the the creature is going to slam into the side of your car, grasping onto the sides, and um, you'll see spurs slam into the side of the thorax of the cre of the the grasshopper mount, which is going to slam one of its mandibles uh, into the side of the window, splintering it a bit more. It doesn't give yet, not yet, but soon. What do you do? Um, okay. Can I open it or would like is it like getting damaged like so it's can't it's, be opened? It can it can be opened, but uh it it honestly it's if you open it it'll probably break anyway. Okay, cool. So then Ivy's gonna hold her uh would hold an action until that okay. thing kinda breaks through the window. And um she's gonna be holding her scimitar in one hand, but she's gonna reach out and pull out her crossbow with the other and just kind of hold a, sh a crossbow ready okay. to go to shoot once the window breaks open. And she's going to turn to the people in her cabin and be like, stay safe, back away. I've got this. Don't forget that shooting point blank range is disadvantage with ranged weapons. Shoot. Okay, then... You can draw it just in case it moves away. That's true. Then I was thinking of like, yeah, I guess, I guess it's, yeah, it's not 30 feet away in the cabin. Yeah, it is not. It's just like right in front of you in the window. So you can back away without it provoking an attack of opportunity because you have a surface between you. Yeah. 
Would well, I be able to back wave? Sword, so uh, when it yeah, yeah, down, I, I, I was, I was picturing I was farther back, but you're right, I was thrown against the window. Yeah. So yeah, if I was against the window, then I would just, just have the sword ready for as a reaction from Sounds the window, good. just stabby stab. All right. Meanwhile, Claudette, Claudette, one of them is going to leap up, and you're going to see this giant grasshopper face lean down and peer into your car, going, kind of making these like clicking noises, like I can't do it, but you guys get the idea though. What would yeah. that sound like? What like? I'm imagining like a yeah, that's it. Hundred time larger cicada. Basically, like its large yeah. bulbous eyes glow slightly red as they look into your car. Our window's open still, isn't it? Your window is still open unless you shut it. Yes. Um. Well, I'm right there, so this is looking at me. So, Tasha's Caustic Brew, thank you very much. Oh no, uh, what's the bit of rotten fruit food you're using? Um, I am, I think a bit of rotten apple, because those don't stink too bad. That's true. We would have a little bit in, her po in a pouch, specifically Sounds for good. this. All right, so do I have probably a save, or is this an attack? I think a, a waxed leather pouch, probably, to try and keep the smell contained. Sounds <laughs> good. All right, so this creature looks in the side of... And what do you do? Okay, um, so I cast that. Sounds good. Um, and it's a stream of acid that emanates from me in a line 30 feet long and 5 feet wide in a direction I choose, so out the window. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and do it where I'm casting like with my hand like in the window sort of thing, so it casts outwards and doesn't really hit stuff inside. Sounds good. Um, each creature in the line must succeed a deck saving throw or be covered in acid. Okay, so that's just going to be this guy... Uh, that is a two. Okay, he does not. I don't even have to go check my save for that one. I'm pretty sure that a two <laughs> is gonna is gonna win. Okay. That was um, so almost covered... cocked too, so you got lucky. So he's covered in acid for the spell's duration. This is a con spell. I, does that sicken him as well? Um, one sec. Let me just get through the description. I've never used this one before. Um, so he's covered for the spell's duration, or until the creature uses its action to scrape or wash the acid off itself. Uh, doesn't have a possible thumb, creature. so that's difficult. A creature covered in the acid takes 2d4 acid damage at the start of each of its turns. Okay. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give an animal handling roll. Uh, that is a fail. It is going to shriek and leap into the air as it starts to sizzle from the acid. Uh, and its rider is going to scream and uh, be pitched from the saddle. Uh, acrobatics roll. Uh, that is going to be... The rider is going to leap, trying to leap into your window, is going to and is going to miss just in time to fall short and fall into the cloud of lightning energy that holds the train aloft. And you're just going to see a mist go. Yeah, so I'm just going to keep holding this. This is a one minute duration spell. Okay. So that's So the line of... just keeps going out of you? Yep. Oh my it's a god. con spell. Oh my god. So everything that enters that line must make a deck saving throw or be covered in acid that does not come off without that scraping is, it. That is ridiculous. And they must spend an action to take it off or just okay. keep taking damage. Uh, so at that point, back in the lower car, um, the train is going to rattle violently and uh, everyone is going to be pitched. There's going to be a shattering noise as one of these riders breaks into the side and you can hear a voice through that, through that helmet filter. Where? Are they? In thick, guttural common. Uh, at that point, uh, your good buddy Dirt is going to uh, is going to give you a look, Talfrin. 
we doing this? Of course. I'm a they! <laughs> you looking for me, dipshit? <laughs> hey, look at me! Hey, look at me! Toffrin, <laughs> you have advantage on your attack. <laughs> Amazing. Talfrin, oh you're up. God, what do you do? All right, I'm actually also going to try to rally. Dirk is an official sidekick. I'll have yes, you know. Yes, Dirk is. Dirk is. I so use the sidekick rules. <laughs> um, Talfrin's gonna try to rally uh, the people around him. Okay. Um, because he's in a car full of lots of other people, and there ought to be someone who's scrappy, warrior, fighty. Sounds good. I'll let so you do that as your bonus gonna... action and still attack if you want. I would love to. I was just gonna like social like flavor that. All but... right, do it. Do it. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. War, warrior. Ooh, okay. Warriors, fighters, scrappers, this is our moment. We have to fight or something like that. He'd be Give me a persuasion roll. Oh, I wasn't expecting this. Is it something Ooh. along the lines of like man up? <laughs> yeah, fortify. Fortify, man nice. up, person up. <laughs> person up. Person up. All right. Um, oh, uh, not on my tackles, so just this one. Uh, 10. 10? Okay. I'll say, let me see you. Okay. <laughs> uh, a couple of people will go. I've been waiting for a fight. Yeah, me too. The right woman, the, the old drooling grandma is going to look up. I'm gonna bibbity bobbity blow these fuckers away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you're gonna see like green arcane energy starting to glow out of her eyes. Amazing. Uh, to seal the deal, I'm going to start raging. Okay. Uh, you cannot instill attack. Oh right. Because you used your okay. bonus action to do this. I used my bonus action. Never mind. You did. Never mind. I'm just gonna attack. <laughs> go ahead. You have advantage. I'm gonna go. Let's go. Okay, so you can break oh. through the window and uh, the guy broke through the window, so you can try to attack him pretty easily. What is your roll? 15. That is a hit. Oh, yeah. Remember, you're level two. Things are a little easier right now. Right. Because you're used to playing All with level 14. Right. I am. <laughs> or right. we're actually, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Uh, seven plus my strength is 11. 11. Eleven. Okay. Oh, damn. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you. How does this look? So this guy is leaning into where he's smashed open with this glowing pike that's dripping with venom, and he starts. Where are they? I have my great sword. Um. So he's gonna be like. Uh. Back off and just like. Shoves the great sword through the window into his face or whatever is uh, happening. Right, it goes it's... right into the into the base of his mask, twisting, and you'll actually see that your blade comes out the other side. And as you twist your sword back out, a splurt of blood is going to splash the old woman in the face as this rider's head falls off. Uh, it is going to tumble back. The grasshopper mount, confused, is going to leap into the air and fly away. The body's still strapped in. I think that was good. At that point, uh, Ivy, the one in front of you is going to crash through the window. Can you go ahead and make me your attack roll? I can certainly. One second. Do 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 do. 
That is gonna be a twenty-one hit. Nice. And you're are you attacking the rider or the or the hopper? Um, what would have like realistically, what would have been more? Um, both both are within reach. So okay, uh, the rider like basically kicks the window open mm-hmm. and is going to to stab in with their other action. Okay, I'm gonna go after the rider then. Okay, so go ahead and make me an attack roll. You already All did. Right. It was twenty-one, yeah. and roll me damage. Sweet. D6 and then my right dice. Ooh, my right dice were nice to me. Almost max. Um, so that's gonna be 10 piercing damage. Ooh. And then three lightning. Okay. Uh he slams through the window, or they slam through the window, uh, coming at you with that pike that stretches and kind of bends a little as it reaches you, almost as if it's attuned to your presence. And as they go to slam the tip of this, this basically forked pike into the side of your ribs, you're going to dance to the side, uh, deliver a beautiful cut to the side of the throat. And then the lightning damage is going to happen. The body convulses, swells, and you see the goggles, the glass lenses begin to fill with blood. And uh, the creature slumps in the saddle. Uh, meanwhile, in the other on the other side, another one of them leaps up and slams into the side of the car where Zeet and Vary are. This one is going to take aim, turn, and speak in a, a rather strange language uh, that I don't think Vary speaks. Vary, you speak Halfling, Common, and Elven or Dwarven. Um, I think uh, Halfling, Common, and Goblin. Goblin. Okay. So this is kind of almost like a derivative of Elven, not quite, but as this as this one lands, it looks down at where Zeet is kind of like pinned to the ground, goes, and is going to raise a crossbow and take a shot. And damn, he's prone, so that's not good. Uh, I'm gonna burn. Okay, that was even worse. Okay, uh, a crossbow bolt is going to fly across the room, slamming into uh, Zeet, and uh, I am going to activate my bloodthirsty trait and take a shot at you as well. Okay. Okay. That is going to be a hit, I'm pretty sure, at a 21. (laughs) No, Kelly, that's a miss. Can you make me a con save, please? Yep, coming up. Okay, you are going to take... Uh, nine points of piercing damage. I got a dirty 20. for Dirty 20. You are not poisoned. Uh, As the bolt slams into the side of your arm, it's going to kind of pinch at your shoulder, and you are going to feel the barbs prick you as a very hot burning sensation is going to start to flood out into your veins. And that was nine points of damage, you said? Nine points of damage, but um, reflexively, you're going to be able to reach up and pull the bolt out before it actually manages to pump any more of the venom into you. Um, As you do, it's going to just rip some of the flesh out. It's going to be quite gruesome. There's going to be a splash of blood and also this green pussy substance that was beginning to eat away at your flesh. Ooh, gross. Uh, And that's going to be it for that guy. Meanwhile, up the front, another one of them is going to lunge uh, out at where your train car is, Leiden and Claudette. However, uh, that is a... Are you freaking... Wait, hold on. Let me check its decks. These things have a higher dex than that. Hold on. That is a... What was my save? 
as a deck save. Um, let me just go check my numbers real quick. Was it 13? Yeah. It is 13. Did you roll 12? I rolled 12. Roll me damage. <laughs> well, because I'm going to be 100% with you. They, I don't have the stats for giant grasshoppers. I'm using giant ants for these guys. Okay. because. But I looked down and I'm like, there's no way this thing only has a plus one dex. At least it has a plus three dex. So the way it is worded it's is it, it's at the start of each of the creature's turns. Uh, I'm going to say that it jumped in, in direct range of where the line is. Okay. So I think this applies situationally. So uh, go ahead and roll it right now, because it's basically the beginning of its turn. It leaped, so technically it's half-acted. So but... six. Oh, damn it. Okay, so that's going to be an animal handling check. That's going to be a dice on the floor. Are you... <laughs> Not having a good night there? Okay, uh, so this the this grasshopper is going to land and go ah! and jump away. Its rider is going to leap and tumble through your window, landing on the floor with a blade drawn, <laughs> uh, and is going to advance on you. Uh, he is to the or they are to the right of your blast, so they're not going to have to worry about this. Um, and they are done with their action. So, hey, that's fun. Uh, top of the initiative order. Uh, Zeke Wait, is... what about me? Oh, yeah, Leiden. Sorry, I marked I've you. I've I, mar I marked <laughs> you. Uh, so this one starts advancing on, on the both okay. of you with a long serrated blade drawn. Okay. So just to picture in our our carriage. Um, so Claudette's by the wind, like near the window. Yep, Claudette's yeah. like down here. And then there to you're the other side. Of, you're kind and of I'm over here. And I'm further back, kind of. I think I'm closer to the door. Yeah, I think probably. you're like right here. And okay. it's right here, and the hawk's right here. Oh, uh, Claudette, please never forget that your your hawk gets an action as well. That's true. Um, it does not get an attack, though. It gets flyby attack, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't it? It does not get an attack action. Oh, it does not get flyby. It very specifically says there is no attack action. I still believe it gets eight another, though. Um, yeah, it's mainly, for me, what it can do is stuff like deliver a touch spell. I believe it can also... Can it not fly by and scratch somebody to give you advantage on an attack? Um, I believe that. I so believe anyway, we'll, take, we'll talk about that later. But in combat, it rolls its own initiative and acts on its own turn. Mm. So I forgot to do that. Familiar can't attack, but it can take other actions as normal. Mm. Okay, so um, it probably when your familiar can, is within hundred feet, you can communicate telepathically. I think it probably can do aid another, but we'll talk about that for the future. Mm. Okay, because you could yeah, use it specifically. It sells says when you use. A spell with a range of touch, your familiar can deliver the spell yep. as long as it's within 100 feet of you. I think if you're willing to put you the familiar in combat, it can it can do the aid and other action to give you advantage on attacks. Okay, sure. But uh, I should probably I, roll its initiative. I forgot about you that. Probably you should, because um, I know that Chris uses that a lot for arcane tricksters to always mm. give himself sneak attack. I have to remind myself with advantage. Yeah. yeah. So don't do that. But uh, <laughs> God, it's getting okay. warm. Okay. It is. I've got the window open. It's the still ones, quite hot. So the the one the attacker that's in the in the cabin that's yes. approaching. Has it taken any damage yet? He has not. No. Okay. Well, still gonna try this anyway. So I'm going to, ooh, I'm going to actually cast on Claudette. I'm gonna cast Shield of Faith to give her a bonus two plus two to her AC. Okay. Um, just because. Hey, that's a bonus action. And then I'm gonna shoot this thing with a uh, crossbow bolt. Okay, so it has 
a 16 for initiative. 16? Okay. Where's my D8? There we go. That means that it's basically going to act on your turn, Claudette, because it's right after you. Yeah. Um, Does a 14 hit? Uh, 14 hits. Okay, and then it's going to take eight points of piercing damage. No, I don't like that. Yeah. Okay, Um, so... All and right. Christine, you noted that for Claudette, the plus two to AC. Because I cast Shield of Faith on you. Okay, so calling down the Orphan's Light, you oh. Claudette. Um, yep. You slam into this one. And what are you hit? You're hitting with your mace? I'm shooting with my crossbow. Oh. So I was standing further back. That's true. So your crossbow bolt is going to catch, catch them in the upper chest. They are going to snarl and raise their blade, but that's all they can do at this point. Uh, and now we are at the beginning of the round. Uh, again, sorry about that before, Amy. Uh, the hawk is not going to act because the hawk was still getting used to things, okay? All right, back at the top of the initiative, uh, Zeet is going to, uh, look down at where he's, like, pinned in with this goop. And, uh, another one has just landed and fired a crossbow bolt. Uh, he's pinned, he can't move, but he can still draw and fire. Uh, he is going to use, uh, I believe it's called Thumb the, Thumb the Hammer. Uh, and thank God he has that. Uh, that is going to be a 26 to hit. <laughs> and... It's easy. Point and click. <laughs> Fires three times in rapid succession. Uh, as he does so, uh, the grasshopper is going to take... Boop, boop, boop. Oh, wait, that was a 19, so that's a critical. Damn, son! Okay, so that's going to be... Let me reroll this. Uh, that's 24 points of, of explosive force damage. Um, and the, the side of this thing's head is going to just erupt. Mandibles are going to fly everywhere, and it's going to hiss. Uh, Very, you're up. Uh, So do we still have one? Uh, he that, shot the grasshopper, still... so the rider is still holding on. Okay. Uh, all right, she's she, she's gonna like like super quickly look down and be like, now it's time for you to see something real fun, and she's gonna cast chaos bolt on this thing on okay. the rider, specifically. Okay, go uh, ahead. Me, uh, so that is let me just make that that roll. So I think that's probably gonna be a hit with a eighteen. That's definitely a hit. Roll me damage. All right. Here we go. Still getting used to rolling weird spells. It's it's fair. Alrighty, so that is going to be. Uh, let's go force damage on that. Uh, Do you get to decide? Yeah, I get to decide. Oh, okay. Um, so that's gonna be four, five, six, seven, and I don't think I add anything to that no i do not um so as she as she says that she's going to uh just like like point at this thing and just be like chaos bolt and and push it out and it is going to four five six it's going to take seven points of force damage okay that's going to slam into it nice and hard not enough to take it out but he's going to reel back on the reins as the grasshopper begins to its brain starts leaking out of its now broken carapace and it's 
and he's going to start um, th rethinking his options as that force bolt slams into him, uh, cracking the lenses of his eyes. And uh, as a bonus action mm -hmm. on that, I'm going to command Crux to make an attack against him as well. Okay, so go ahead. All right, so that is going to be... Ow, as if I stopped throwing dice all over my keyboard. Unacceptable. Highly. Uh, all right, so that's going to be an, a... T Ooh, Crux, way to go, buddy. Uh, that's going to be a 22 to hit. 22 to hit is a hit. I hope so. Uh, and then that's going to be... Ooh, ooh. Uh, six force damage as this stupid looking little mechanical rabbit flies down from his little perch above the bunk and goes and he goes Wee! okay that is going to knock the rider off of the mount there's going to be a moment of and the lightning tram just zorts it into a fine pink mist and then the bunny is just going to like take point like just behind various uh, like left side sounds fantastic meanwhile in Ivy's car Ivy did another one just land if I'm not mistaken you're I muted know, I, know, I know I know I know I know I know <laughs> um, I don't remember you narrating that All but right. if there is one I another one leaps great. in the distance raising and trying to fire into your car seeing its brethren fall to the ground uh that is going to be uh, probably not a hit. That's going to be an 11 and, nope. and a 12. Nope. And a... Hey, one of them is going to hit you. Yay. Aww. Okay. Uh, you are going to take uh, three points of hit point damage uh, as a crossbow bolt wings by your arm as... A series of these jumpers rise and go firing three bolts into your car. Two of them slam into the door behind you, one of them shattering the mirror at your back. Another one of them grazes by your cheek, freshening the blood on your face. And it's your turn. What do you do? Sweet. Um, are they in stabbing range? They're not in stabbing range. They're still outside of the car, kind of leaping still toward it. Outside of the car, leaping toward it. Okay, <clears throat> then Ivy will. Um, I mean, you have your crossbow with one hand. I was gonna say I was gonna pull out a crossbow and take a pew 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 pews. Well, okay. one pew. So go ahead, make me an attack roll. Okie dokie. Um, that's gonna be a seventeen. That's a hit. Um, no, just kidding. That's a twenty-one to hit again. Um, I then it's not a hit. The seventeen okay. was a hit. The twenty-one's not. Okay. Um. Come on, I believe in you. And then eight points of piercing damage. Okay. On one, and then the other one, she is going to. If they're actually not at the cart, she's going to cast us on the mount. Is of the, the other casting one. of only a bonus action? Yes, it is a bonus action. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, my blood maledict is a bonus action. Sounds good. So I will cast the Curse of Bloated Agony, which I curse a creature that you can see within 30 feet of you to painfully swell until the end of my next turn. For the duration of this curse, the, the creature is disadvantaged on all strength and dexterity ability checks and suffers 1d8 necrotic damage if it makes more than one melee or range attack during his turn. So actually, no, I'll cast on the other rider. Okay, sounds good. Do I get a save on that or it just works? Nope. Okay. 
Nope, okay. it just works. And if right, I don't you'll take see damage, the mask unless I begin to get it. tight as like in the distance, you can you think you can see the viscous tissue of the eyeballs beneath the goggles begin to fill the glass as the creature underneath bloats. Uh, Meanwhile, back in Claudette's car, the serrated one reels back from the crossbow bolt fired by Leiden. And what do you do? So he's within five feet of me then. He is within five feet of you, yes. Okay, so I am still casting Tasha's Caustic Brew out the window. Okay. I'm gonna draw my rapier with the other hand. Okay. Initiate Blade Song and attack. Okay, yes you may. All right, give me an attack roll. Alrighty, that... Well, I rolled a 19, so I think I'm going to hit. Yep. Okay, one sec, let me just How do you... See. Okay, yep. Just, just describe it to the end. You, you got this. Okay. So I think... That is... Six damage. Yep. Um, so... She pulls out her fancy rapier. Kind of swirls it and then just stabs in perfect, like, full out pose with, like, one hand out to the other There's side. There's gonna be the sound of breaking glass as your rapier just punches through one of the eye sockets of the mask. And it's going, you're gonna pull it out. It's almost like putting a pin into a pincushion and pulling it out again. Just whoosh, whoosh. the creature will turn to you with its serrated sword and then fall face first onto the floor. What does your hawk do? Um, well, there's nothing more in here, so... (laughs) Your hawk uh, will look around, and with hawk vision, is going to caw and look up. Okay. Do you look outside the car? Yes. Uh, As you do, you are going to see one of the clouds above you, and there are thick storm clouds in the airs. Some of these riders are leaping up a hundred feet into the sky as they are jumping, trying to get on the car here, the sky feels so low. The storm clouds are iron gray, and as you look up, you realize that one of them is moving rapidly. As it descends below the bottom of the cloud line, you will see the belly of an Imperial dropship. This is good news. This is... Uh, this is a Magitek armor deployment unit. Oh, that sounds really cool. Oh, oh just wait. <laughs> oh, good. The army's here. At that point, uh, you all are going to feel a little bit of a shake as the train begins reversing direction. <laughs> all right. Now it is back, it, back on Dirk in... Uh, Dirk is going to uh, look around as people begin to surge. Three more of these uh, of these riders have clung to the sides of the windows with their grasshoppers looking inside. Uh, as, as this is happening, you're all standing up. One of the conductors is going to rush through the center of the train, uh, having used his entire turn to get across, and is going to start pulling on some emergency backup levers on the, uh, on the caboose on the other side of steerage, thus kicking in some of the, basically the reverse engine. Um, and you will start to feel as the train begins to reverse back toward uh, back toward the last city. Talfrin, uh, Dirk is going to look at you and 
Good hit, buddy. There's oh shit! And he's going to throw a knife directly at your head. Let's hope I don't miss. Okay. Uh, that is a successful sneak attack, thanks to you. Uh, so he is going to just look up, oh shit, and is going to pull a knife from out of his sleeve and throw it. It's going to fly directly past your hair and punch into the guy behind you, uh, dealing. Uh, that is going to be eight points of damage plus his dex. It's going to be, it's going to be 11 points of damage. Uh, and you're going to hear a Derek. gurgle as the masked guy that was about to stab you in the back that had just crawled down from the from the ceiling, or I guess from the roof, uh, was just leaning in with his pike at your back and is going to, to and tumble, turning into red mist as the electricity hits him. Uh, Good catch. <laughs> hey, you know, I do what I can. And uh, with that, you will notice that he's looking all cocky. Another one leers up behind him and starts to pull back to stab him in the back. It is your turn. What do you do? I'm going to... Now I'm going to I'm going to pop into rage. Do it. Yeah. And um I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say heads up and just like uh swing swing or heads or... down rather, but he, he knows what I mean. Oh, and oh, uh, shit. swing at him. <laughs> All right. I I'm actually going to reckless attack. Do it. I believe in you. Yeah. I believe in me too. I believe in us. Don't botch because there are a lot of people in this car. This is true. <laughs> yeah. I did not botch. Yay. I got a 19. 19 is going to be a hit. Roll me damage. Yes. Oh, 10. <laughs> I could have done way more. All right. Yeah. So that's 10. You added your strength and your rage bonus. Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, so leaning forward, you are going to stab directly into this one. Uh, he is going to scream and is going to use a, as you stab deep into his chest, blood begins to pour down over your blade. It's darker than you expected. You're not sure what mm. you expected. And with that, the rider is going to just push back using a disengage action and is going to, uh, you're going to see the bloodied rider uh, leap away on the grasshopper mount that's on the roof because no thank you no thank you that's fair uh, that's fair okay the one that he's is not dead. here <laughs> all right uh the one that is dead in claudette's cabin is going to remain dead um <laughs> cool. good and, i'm uh, so glad uh with that one of the riders nearby is going to take a pot shot at claudette uh claudette what is your armor class right now with blade song and uh, Leoden's plus two, yep. 20. Good. Okay. I am the beefiest of wizards. <laughs> okay. 20 at level two. Wow, that's insane. Okay, a crossbow bolt is going to fly through the air and uh, you are going to just instinctively raise your pommel and deflect it. Um, a little bit of the just splintering. Just the hair slightly. It's, you're going to get a little scratch. There's going to be a little drop of blood coming down your cheek, but that's just it. Just a little. Just a little one. It, it, it's fashionable when you've been in a fight to have a little scratch at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's how you know you're in a fight. It makes you look cool and like competent. Ivy, the one who, um, the one who is bloated in your carriage or outside mm -hmm. of your carriage, is going to try to take a shot at you. Uh, mm -hmm. What is the deal with that? If if he tries, if he makes even, um, I think it's more than one attack. Um, All right. 
and suffers if it makes more than one melee or range attack. Yeah, so if it does more than one, it takes a d8 of necrotic damage. Okay, give me a d8. Okay. That's a, nope, that's a d. Oh. That's a, that is a d8, okay. Roll a d12 instead, nobody will know. <laughs> um, so that's gonna be a seven. That's not great. Uh, how no, many hit points do you have left? I have 13 of them. Beautiful. Uh, take nine of those away and give me a con save. Ow. That's um, This guy me. raises his crossbow, fires it. Uh, it's going to plunge into your inner thigh, and you're going to see blood begin to dampen the inside of your leggings. Mm. Ouchie. And what's your con save? I'm just trying to find it on my sheet because it's a different sheet. Con, where are you? Where the fuck? So it's your con. If you have a proficient in constitution. Oh, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it was the one that's all by itself. What'd you get? A now one. I got a now one, buddy. Okay, you are poisoned. Sweet. So that means that you have Lovely. disadvantage on basically all rolls for a while. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool, cool, so cool, you are going to feel your blood begin to swell with this. Uh, what is your reaction for the day, by the way? Is it Hellish uh, Rebuke? No, that's not one of the options. I rolled um, just because I figured yeah. I needed to. Um, I have prestidigitation. <laughs> okay. Sounds that's my good. spell for today. Okay, uh, so this one is going to just... Uh, you're going to be poisoned in second. Um, awesome. Just as you feel this nicks one of your arteries and begins plunging this venomous toxin into your bloodstream. Uh, however, as he raises his crossbow and fires into you, uh, you are going to see parts of his body begin to bubble and burst through the rags that he's wrapped in as the pustules along his arm explode. Um, that is not good. And then finally, down at the bottom of the initiative, uh, Leiden, what do you do? So the one that there's still one in our in our cabin? No, there is not. There was it's one down. who fired a crossbow. Okay. Um, there are some basically leaping alongside outside, basically doing a train a train mm, heist. Uh, right. But they're trying to reverse direction and follow along with you as the um, as the train reverses slowly. And if they get within thirty feet, they get a little splattered. Yeah. Um, the door to our cabin seems to be secure. Like, is there? Do I hear anything on the ceiling? I basically want to seal the room. What's your perception? Passive. My passive. Oh boy, one second. That is 14. Uh, 14? You will hear there's one on the roof above you. Mm. Well, I'm going to get my mace ready. Okay. Just in case, and in case it comes, something tries to come else, something else tries to come in. And uh, I'm going to make sure our door is closed and I'm gonna just be like to Claudette I'm I'm sealing us in okay. I gotta keep you safe and just and, will okay anything I can Managing. do to barricade it or lock it or anything sounds good uh you are going to... she has acid spewing out of her palm yeah uh so with that it has taken that it has been 12 seconds that this fight has been happening at yep. this point the red lights in in phase you are going to hear <clears throat> attention Attention, clear the windows, clear the windows, all sections, all cabins, clear the windows. Five, four, three. All right, I will stop the con spell. (laughs) 
Okay. And as that happens, you're going to hear junk, 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 as metal shutters close on all windows on the entire train. Mm-hmm. Um, as you are seeing those, we're going to get to the big top of a new round. And as that happens, uh, you are going to see the belly of an Imperial dropship lower itself. And then it begins to open and you will see the feet of Magitek armor being dropped the hundred feet onto the ground. You only get a look at these amazing feats of Magitek engineering. Almost some of them, 15, others 20. The Atlas models, 20 feet tall. Trained riders wearing these exosuits, landing, perched, and suddenly the sound of flame and gunfire outside as the train reverses at full speed suddenly. Combat has ended. Up in Claudette's car, you catch your breath for a moment. You okay? Oh, yes. Is there a body on the ground? Yes. I'm going to start looking at it. Okay. I am also going to assist with that. Looking the body over, you are going to see that this person is quite tall. Quite tall. About six and a half maybe seven feet tall if the mask reveals that the eyes underneath are, well, one of them is completely popped, but the other has a light yellow iris and blue flesh surrounding the cheeks. Do you want to remove the mask? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Claudette is curious as heck. Okay. Yeah, Leiden's looking to see if there's anything like defensive measures, like, I don't know, poison and stuff, like... I don't know. I'm expecting these things to be rigged to, like, self-destruct even. I don't know. This one isn't. Uh, Oh, cool. Uh, Can you do me a favor? (laughs) Yep. Uh, Can you roll me a d12? Sure. Both of you. Um, And I'm not taking off down the shield of faith until, like, for the full duration, unless something breaks my concentration. Sounds good. Just in case. Uh, That's a seven. And a three from me. Okay. Uh, as you as you open the sorry I'm looking for where did I put it player's handbook Xanatars Tasha's well, it still keeps her rapier out because she's just like I haven't seen one of these oh, before right just in case it can play dead really good yeah there all right and what'd you get if it Amy? twitches too hard she's gonna stab three. it again three okay uh the scimitar that it was holding is serrated along the edge, wicked and dripping with a, with a slightly pink, slimy venom. Look, mm-hmm. al- looks almost like a form of lichen. Can I take a vial out of my bag and sample it? Like yeah. Some? yeah, you totally can. Um, with that, please. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. the person underneath, though, as you pull the mask off, um, you're going to notice that it looks like an elf, kind of. As you pull the mask away, its flesh is pale blue. Oh. Its eyes yellow. Its ears tall. It's slightly serrated. Tattoos grace along its brow and cheeks and throat. But it's what's beneath the throat, down at the base of the mask and in its mouth. If this was an elf at one point, it is no longer. 
It looks to be hybridized with some form of crustacean. Bits of hard shelling around the throat and joints. Huh. And inside of its mouth, as its tongue lolls to one side, you see the growth of mandibles from the inside cheeks and where the, where the cheeks would split and stretch. Can I get either of you to make me an arcana roll? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be an unnatural 20. Beautiful. Uh, 21. Uh, these are what is referred to as simic hybrids. Sorry, how'd you spell that? Uh, S-I-M-I-C. S-I-M-I-C hybrids. Creatures that were hybridized using magic. Uh, an example of which can be found here in Storytime. Ooh. Hmm. Cool. I'm guessing we've probably only really heard of these in stories, though. They're often they're failed magical experiments or places yeah. where... The truth is that when you're dealing with high-powered magic, sometimes things go bad. Sometimes there's a leak in a reactor, and sometimes things happen. It's no one's fault. You shouldn't blame anyone, least of all the Empire, who's just trying to do the best they can. Of course, like, stuff happens. Shit happens. And sometimes you become a mutant shellfish. That's no reason to be selfish. <laughs> why, do, why do crabs not give to charity, boy? Because they are shellfish. <laughs> All right. But um, bumps. Because they are shellfish, boy. Boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, as you are doing that and collecting that, you will also see that there are a pair of gold earrings that this one is wearing. Mm, might as you, well loot them. Yeah. They have an intricate design that makes you think that this might be. Alvocini? The Alvocinian elves. The uh, lower continent that is free right next, right beneath Terranel on the map. Oh. The Alvocinian. They're this ornate kind of uh, leaf shaped design that dangles freely from their ears. Okay. I'm going to make note of those. Meanwhile, those are evidence. in Vary's car. And I'm shooting. You mind cutting me out of this? She'll lean down and 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 get him out, and then oh, I, f I feel like shit. How how beaten up does he look? He looks decently beaten up. Like I'd say he's probably about halfway beaten up. About halfway, okay. Or you mind uh, handing me that hand me that flask inside my coat? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I'm using second wind. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna heal five points of damage. Yay. Um, not bad shooting. Thanks. She'll reach uh, reach out with the the pistol to hand it to hand it back to him. Thank you very much. He'll tuck it back in his boot. Uh, you should get one of these. It'd be good for I'd, you. I'd love to. I actually tried to get one before I, I uh, left Duchesne, but it was a little out of my price range. That's fair. You're going to Terra now? Yeah. Okay, shit. Well, 
shouldn't be saying this necessarily, but we bled for each other. Gavia. Gavia, inside of, uh, inside of Terra now. Place called the Hidden Gem. She's a smith. She'll be able to make you something. She's not cheap, but she is reasonable. Okay. Good to know. I did not send you there. Send me where? I'm serious. She'll shoot your ass if she thinks that I sent you. We, I uh, won't say it. We didn't part on good terms. Mm, okay. I won't mention a thing. Please don't. She's, uh... uh you know. You know how your kind can be. <laughs> yes, I do. You just you don't call a couple of times and just anyway. <laughs> uh, We're so picky. Well, good good bleeding with you. Yeah, you as well. Meanwhile, nearby in the honeymoon cabin, uh, the little draw curtain shuffles, and the husband is going to lean out. <laughs> well, what we miss. Nothing. Go back to having your fun. <laughs> yeah. And pulls the curtain. <laughs> and uh, the mattress will begin squeaking again. Uh, down in steerage. Um, Talfrin, blood is going to pour all over you as you thrust your sword out the window at the one that was about to knife Dirk in the back. Dirk goes, Am I all, am I all in one piece? Am I all in... Oh, thanks, yeah. buddy! And is going to hug you really tight around the neck as you're coming down from the rage. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, man, you smell awful! <laughs> you too, buddy. Oh, thanks! Okay, okay. okay. good okay. teamwork. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, like yeah. Fist bump. <laughs> the old woman with the glowing green eyes leans over. You too are a very cute couple. I ship it. Thank you. Who We're not is, like that, though. Uh, in my country, we have word for this type of love. Are you semi or uke? I don't actually, I don't know what those terms mean. Are you sandwich top or sandwich bottom? <laughs> right, I think. Well, I mean, usually when we have bunks, he likes to be on to top. End. have thought so. I mean, but sometimes you like to be on the bottom. Maybe you're kind of like, I don't know, kind of flexible. Dirk? Please. Please what? What am I, what am I missing? Um. Oh, shh! And, and with that, uh, he's going to turn bright red and get really quiet. And the people in steerage are going to start to pick themselves up, clean themselves off. Um... There were not very many casualties here. Uh, a trained medic comes around after a few minutes and begins patching people up. Some clerics begin moving through the car, healing accordingly. And Ivy, you are going to sit in your car, trying to catch your breath as the poison courses through your veins, causing your vision to pinpoint. The door is going to open. And your vision is going to swim. Perfect. 
A moment later, you're going to feel a sharp pinprick. No, roaring, tearing flesh. A knife in the side of your thigh. Hold on, hold on. This is going to hurt. So bite the belt. You hear the light voice of the halfling roommate. I've got to milk the venom out. You're okay. tough enough. Three, two, yes. one. Ready? I was going to do it on the count of one. All right. Three, two. And she does it on two. She'll swear in a bizzle. Okay. <laughs> fucking just like... There, there is a <laughs> sound as your thigh discharges the venom that had been encapsulated inside of it. There we go. There we go. Um, Thank you. All right. Dear, can you hand me the... Um, uh, hand me my medicine bag. Thank you very much. I'm actually a nurse. <laughs> You're lucky. You're lucky. I uh, worked for the Imperial Hospital in Avistan for a while. But uh, this should be easy. This is, um... Well, you don't want to know what this is, but the good thing is, I can treat it. Okay. Wouldn't it be better for me to know, so if I encounter this again, I know what to do? It's mostly bug guts and shit. Fair. It's right. designed to cause toxicity and sepsis. It's designed to poison your blood, which yes. um, you apparently have a lot of it. Is this all yeah. yours? Oh, thank you, uh, dear. I, th I think so. Uh, usually I get more from the others, but all this right. one was particularly bad. So, I was actually just making my own of this, but um, what you can do, this is probably the easiest way to get it. So this is Willow Reed. Do you know what this is? All right, so what you do, you take your knife, you strip it down. It's kind of like bamboo, and the inside is pulpy, kind of like the inside of a custard. It's going to taste bitter and like hell, and it's going to make your teeth kind of coated and itchy, but it's a good painkiller. All right? Willow Reed. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You're very kind. Uh, I just don't want you to kill me. I won't. See? Now we're friends. Yes. We are. Friends. And with that, you'll hear a voice come over the intercom. Attention. Attention. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, and passengers on the Great Whale Railway. We are returning back toward... Oop, actually, hold on. Oop. We're returning back towards Belle. Those proceeding onward to Callstall, Terranel, and parts beyond. Your tickets can be transferred, and you will be moving through Venkin on the next available train. We apologize for this inconvenience, and thank you on behalf of the Imperial Army, who have this well in hand. All damaged luxury items can be claimed as per the fine print on the back of your tickets. Thank you for traveling with Imperial Railways. And with that, you begin the slow trip back to Belle and your retraining. And I think that's a good place. We're going to go to the restroom real quick. So, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. And you get to listen to our really cool, like, side music. Uh, whoop.
All right, so we love you very much and we'll be back and we'll chat and have some fun in a minute. So see you in a second. Hi there. Have too much money? Looking to give some away? Did you know that Dorktales has a Patreon? You can go to patreon.com slash dorktales and give money for exclusive perks like exclusive podcasts, warm fuzzy feelings in the cockles of your heart, shoutouts at the end of podcasts, and more! To learn more about how to help Dorktales, go to patreon.com slash dorktales. End of ad! Welcome back to The Reign of Emrys here on Dorktales. As you depart the battle in Venbalia, none of you can see what's transpiring on the other side of the iron the iron shutters. You can hear it. Gunfire, screaming, flames. As you're propelled across the vast plains back towards Bele, you all will find yourselves visited by healers. Clerics kept on staff every twenty-five cars. By the end, they are exhausted. You are exhausted. But it's almost as if nothing happened. A few attendants, armed with mending and prestidigitation, quickly scour the rooms, fixing everything that is slightly an inconvenience. Even down in steerage, the glass is quickly cleaned up with a casual spell from one of the conductors. It's basic magic, taught in many schools, some even secondary schools. And before long, you arrive at Bele, the beautiful city. Your time at Bele is brief and frustrating for those of you in steerage. The conductors move through, calling for people's tickets, asking... Um, if they are continuing on. In fact, a good half of the train was departing in Eldare, or proceeding northward to Calstol. A minority was headed to Terra now, and many of them are quite upset. The conductor does his best, and the attendants try to pacify the people with middling success. Many stay behind, kept up in decent hotels and other other just generalized uh, bunk locations. And in the end, you all find yourself you find yourselves boarding a much less ostentatious train. This one still part of the lightning rail network, but old, a good 50 years old. It's classic, not nearly as comfortable. The steerage is actually much more comfortable from a time where the wealth disparity was not perhaps quite so large. Instead of broad benches, you find yourselves sitting in rows. You and Dirk have a row to yourself. No one is having to stand here. Now, the train that you're on is maybe 40 cars long, half the length of the previous one. And this one also includes goods and luxury items and what appear to be a few a few magitech equipment items whether or not they are excavators or war suits is impossible to tell beneath those dark tarps 
but you'll see them being loaded into the dark transport containers and placed at the back of the back of the train. Each of you is placed and you find yourselves once again traveling. Uh, can I get um, can I get Ivy and uh, Vary to both of you roll me a d20? I got a 9. I got 14. 14? Okay. 14. Um, as you are sorted in, uh, Zeet will nod to you as your new tickets are given. Well, looks like I'm in a different spot than you. Hmm, that's a shame. Nice knowing you. You as well. Uh, maybe I'll see you around. <laughs> it is a small train after all. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, well, small train, big things. <laughs> if uh, a couple days from now, maybe I'll see you around uh, around the mess. Yeah. Hmm. Take care of yourself, all right, little lady? Thanks. I mean that quite literally. <laughs> I am very small. He'll nod and head inside the train. The compartment that you find yourself in is is comfortable, very. There, once again, are three other roommates. Um, and it is not particularly uncomfortable. The people there are a little shaken. You've seen a couple of them wandering around the train prior to this. One of them is, is a half-elf who's furiously trying to memorize things from a book, constantly talking under their breath. Quietly, but enough that without the without the draw shut, it's somewhat annoying. They seem to be a bit embarrassed by it if it's called out, though. The other people are a pair of humans who are traveling out to Terranel for work. Looks like one of them is some type of doctor, maybe maybe a nurse, and uh, the other looks to be a a laborer, but a specialist. If you talk with him at all, he looks at some of the things that you're carrying around with you as well as your mechanical rabbit, and we'll, we'll talk with you. He's a human in his late 50s with arching white eyebrows and salt and pepper hair. Deep smile lines burned into his tanned flesh. He talks about his time as a clockmaker. Okay. So what brings you out there? Actually, it's a <clears throat> government contract. I'm, fix I I'm fixing the observatory's telescope. Oh, the observatory. Mm -hmm. I've been up there before. Uh, they Sometimes uh, they have to keep very, very um, precise motions of, the, uh, of everything. Yeah. So, uh, obviously that means that their, uh, the chronometer needs to be perfectly attenuated to the, the cycles of the moon and the sun. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been there before. It's I've never seen the telescope. I do hope it's good. I've heard great things about it. My family's been dealing with telescopes for a very long time. So you said the you're going for a telescope. Yes. A voice comes from the half elf's bunk. Yes, so I'm going. I'm going to repair the the telescope. You're going to go look at the stars. Yes. 
Can I... Immediately upon getting to Terranel, they say? I'm, I'm not too sure. If it's sometime within the next week, can I get you to do me a favor? What would that be? Um, I'm terribly sorry to, to ask you of this, but um, here, and they will reach into their pouch uh, and shakily offer a small cone of incense uh, wrapped in uh, basically almost like a taffy wrapped in a small piece of paper. Um, the golden star should be in the sky. Um, if you're looking out toward the west, if you see it and just light an offering for me so that she'll see it'll help me with my exams I'm, I'm trying to become uh, I'm trying to become a mage and the lady of magic should look down on me if, if this is lit I'm sure I'll be able to I'll keep it in mind um I can pay you uh I, I have um uh two silvers don't worry about it, friend. Finlow. Finlow? I'm very. Thank you, very. This means everything to me. Huh? All right. Uh, hold on a second. I should probably write that down. Uh, F-Y-N-L-O. Okay. All right. And with that, the rest of your trip is actually fairly uneventful, very. I wish that Ivy could say the same thing. For as Ivy is resting in her car, your door will open. And you've been actually lucky. Your car only has one other person in it. But as this small, cramped half-car quietly uh, rumbles down the track. The door will open and a tall broad man wearing a long dusty brown coat and a curled wide brimmed hat will enter. Uh, Ma'am? He says tipping the brim of his hat to you. You uh you're found being on the bottom like that. Yes. I prefer the bottom. If you don't mind. I got no problem with being on top. Uh, I hope uh, if I move around too much, you let me know. I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. Huh. Fair enough. Um. Well, uh... Pleasure to meet you. My name's Zeet. Ivy. Nice to meet you, Zeet. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Well, uh, good night. With that, he'll kind of pass by you. And he's a broad, uh, to re-describe him, he's a, 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 a very kind of brawny, um, kind of like Hemsworth built. Like very broad-shouldered, kind of like thin waist, but like kind of just very, very top-heavy. Actually, kind of closer to Daniel Craig in the Bond movies. 
Remember how he's kind of like a like yeah a Dorito a Dorito. No, he was more gorilla built in Casino gorilla. Royale. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He yeah, had yeah, fairly yeah. wide hips actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. But he was just like dense, right? Uh, this is the dense. kind of this is the kind of man that he is uh, with a very very thick jaw. And uh, you can make me uh, make me an insight roll or oh, a perception. Make me a, okay. actually a perception roll. Okay. Cool. Um, let's bring that back. cream kind of curdled. Mm. Perception. That's gonna be a... Ooh, that's gonna be an 18. Okay. Um, as he's getting close enough to climb onto the bunk, you are going to see that uh, he is wearing some parts of a disguise kit to paint his flesh to be more uh, human-shaded. You, but you can see the dull green underneath. She is insta-sus. That's fair. Uh, he didn't have a chance to reapply that during uh, during the last scene. No. He climbs up, kicking his boots off. Well, uh, y'all have a good night. You too. Crazy fight we had. Yeah. Um. Well, everybody, uh, well, most of us came out of it okay. Uh, good night. Yeah, yeah, good 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 night. He'll pull the curtain closed. <laughs> Meanwhile, Talfrin and Dirk. Hey buddy, things are things are kinda looking up, aren't they? I mean look at this, we got our own row. Come on. It's way better than before. Basically celebrities. I didn't want to say anything. But basically. Basically. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so what do you want to do when we get out to Terranel? Oh, the same thing we do every night, Dirk. Hit the brothels? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It'll be so long since that happens, so. Oh, God, we need money. Mm, yeah, so maybe that first. Oh, I think we got still got a little bit left. What do you have? What do I have? I've got six silver. Hmm. And I've got like three gold pieces. Oh, okay, okay. I've got eleven copper though, so I think we're set. I think we are set. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I just I'll invest. There you go. There invest you go. in pig futures. That's what my dad always said. What? It's like commodities. My dad was a was a merchant. Not cool, a very cool. good one. He always he always would call it pig futures. I never understood what that meant because the whole point of pigs is they don't have a future. Well, I mean, they got oh. one future and it's on your plate. Fair. Okay. Mm. <sighs> anyway, thanks for that back there. You're getting real good. You're getting real good at that. You know what? I learned from the best. Don't worry. I, I got your back, man. You've always got my back and... Uh... I uh, I wouldn't let anything happen to you, you know, because um, you know, you're all I got, right? <laughs> yeah, oh shit, too serious. Yeah. I no, mean, no, not no, uh, fine. I don't. Know, you're kind of like a brother to me, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, you are too. I'm trying. That annoying little brother. Well, yeah, I'm only like six months younger than you. Well, still, six months is six months. I'll catch up. I'll catch up eventually. Oh yeah, you keep telling yourself that. No, you're doing well though. He'll actually ruffle his hair. <laughs> hey, hey, I just messed this up so that it looks sexy. Yeah, well, too bad. You're gonna have to do it again. I think you're getting some stairs, though, already. He'll motion to, uh, I don't know if anyone's looking at him. The grandmother is looking directly at both of you. Yeah. The twinkle in her eye, eldritch and green. She smiles gummily at you. <laughs> okay. I've got a paddle with your name on it. What is she talking about? I have no idea. I pay her no mind. Yowie boys. She'll mutter under her throat. I don't know. I, I don't think she's know. lost it. I don't she's a little senile. It's true. Yeah. Hmm. I think the magic's gone to her head. But that's what happens. That's why I don't know magic. Same. Don't never learn magic. No. Right? <laughs> Let's get some food. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. All right. And uh, so you will have a good rest of your time. Um, now, um, Claudette and, and Leiden, you are going to manage to get another one of the nice sweets in the car. It's going to be a sweet sweet. And uh, it is going to propel you down the way in, in fairly solid comfort. Not nearly the same comfort as before. Uh, and unfortunately, there is only one bed, so you'll have to split. Eh. I've done that there, before. But still, the food is going to be fairly solid. It's going to be a little more travel fare, a little harder bread, a little hard, a little more cookies and sugar, things that keep better on trips. The food's going to be less ostentatious. The tea is going to be just as normal. Um, we never got our lattes. No. And they do not that. have them here. Of course not. Maybe in Terra now we'll find somewhere that does them. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you're doing while you're traveling besides playing with your hawk? Did you name your hawk? Not yet. Oh god, is this is half the adventure just us sitting there spitballing names for this hawk while you're like, I can't I think decide. So. Hawksworth. Oh no. Hawksworth the butler. You... you can get a little get a little bow tie for him. Her. Pretzel. It, no one's gonna take your hawk seriously if you put a bow tie on it and call it Hawksworth. I wasn't really considering that. I was thinking maybe Aurora or Lady. Like those are nice regal names, right? Ah. Hold on. You guys keep you keep brainstorming. For <laughs> uh. Well, what a. I don't. I don't name things. I. I just. I don't. But, I mean, what about? Majesty, or like. It turns and looks at you. <laughs> I, I, I don't speak. I don't speak bird. It's a hawk, not a loon. <laughs> oh god! It's erasing half the gun. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it's kind of giving a seagull imitation right now. Why don't you just call it gull? It doesn't feel very nice. No. Okay. Not very um, creepy. Well, is there Look at her, a she's gorgeous. Well, what about and she's going to sit draw like spit out whatever the celestial word for hawk is or falk like uh, whatever probably something super fancy frilly sounding like very majestic. Uh Achipiter or Achipiter. Achipiter. I used Google Text to speak to right there. <laughs> or also Shabag. Shebeg or Sibak or Albanian Skifter. Skifter. Uh, hold up. Hold up. Sorry, the chat, that you're having to hear that. So, Omen suggested Enola. Enola? Not bad. Enola Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> what about like. <laughs> this is gonna be the rest of the episode. It's <laughs> naming the hawk. Like this is our trip. Is it? I'm actually looking at like hawk. 47 best hawk names for your bird. <laughs> Number wait. one is Aurora. Oh, there we go. But then there's like Captain Gusty, Chandler okay, Wing, For Captain Gusty. Chandler Wing, Chandler Wing. <laughs> God damn it. Hockey. What Hockey. About, what about Elora? Okay, Christine. Yeah. Number, you should go with number nine. Oh, uh, one sec. You could call it Valor. Ooh, that's not bad. What about like, <laughs> e like Elora or like Saba or. I think naming it Lady Hawk is ridiculous, but. <laughs> Hold on. Agatha Christie. <laughs> You could name it Tony. You could name it Tony. Tony <laughs> you could name it Steven. Steven's just hawking around. <laughs> um. mm. Valor's a what good... About? I like Valor. Ivy says from 30 yards <laughs> back. Um, so there's also stuff like Nova... Um, what else is on this list? So you spend time looking through this <laughs> list and trying to name your bird, hopefully coming up with something by the time the next thing happens. You have some time. <laughs> it's a lot of just pouring back and forth and enjoying yourselves on this relaxing trip. Uh, everybody here can go ahead and heal themselves up to full. And uh, you find yourselves a bit tense as you're crossing the Great Plains of Venbela, this time further south, crossing directly through it. The map doesn't give it justice, you realize, for as you are crossing through this region, time seems to slow. The land stretches on forever, miles and miles and miles. A flat land. In the distance, you cannot even see the mountains until one day in the front dining car, Claudette, you and Leiden will be able to see a bit out the front from where the car extends out beyond, uh, like the seating area actually goes out beyond the car itself. 
And from one of the windows, you can see in the distance the Turanian mountain range. But it doesn't look like mountains. It just looks like the earth has been swept upward. And before long, you begin the slow, agonizing climb over these switchbacks that carry you up into the mountain range. The car slows as it struggles through these passes, and the higher you get, the colder the cheaper parts of the car get. Very, you and Ivy and your carriages are actually going to be quite warm, too warm, as the central heating ducts flood your region with hot air. The car, the train, is old. Not so old that it doesn't have these type of amenities, but it's old enough that they are awkwardly, awkwardly executed. You find yourself waking up in the middle of the night sweating. But it's better than being cold. And actually, for Ivy, it's fairly comfortable. You will hear no end of complaining and muttering from the man above you. Hot. Why is it so damn hot? Just take off a jacket. Uh, I don't... Uh, Ma'am, that wouldn't be quite right to take off my clothes in front of you. You're above me in a closed cabin. I don't really care. What if I had to get up to use the bedpan? That's already been awkward enough once or twice. My curtain is closed. I'm... was raised in a very... open society. I'm... Ma'am, I don't want to cast aspersions on your upbringing, but, um, I... All I'm saying is if I... I wouldn't be looking, my curtain will remain closed for the night. I will let you know if I hear you and need to come out. Please make yourself comfortable. So we may all sleep peacefully. All right. Um... Sorry for disrupting you. And it's okay. uh, as he says that you'll hear a squeak as he crawls down onto the floor. Are you keeping your are you actually keeping it closed or are you gonna peek? <laughs> I'll peek. All right. She's make like me super, a, can I make, make a stealth roll? Make me a stealth roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me a stealth yes! roll. Yes! Stealth for peeking. No, please don't bodge. That would be that You would have be inspiration. I do. I, you know what? I'm going to use inspiration so I don't make a fool of myself, but Ivy is very curious. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Aurora, just because I okay. can say it, and I think Claudette and Aurora sounds kind of cool. <laughs> but okay. I have to say, Steamlord D has some great suggestions in the chat. Steamlord D is great. All right, what do you got? I have an 18. An 18, okay. Uh, as you slowly peek out, um, he'll climb down and begin to disrobe. Um, hanging his coat on the way. Uh, as he does, you'll be able to see that he had been laying up there with a belt, with dangling a large revolver about the length of your forearm against his thigh. He'll quickly this take the belt off. This is why she wanted to peek. This is why she wanted to peek. And then he starts to strip down. She'll look away after that, unless there's, like, anything noticeable. Scars. Lots of them, along his back and ribs. 
His skin is green, covered, uh, as he turns around a bit, his chest is covered with a tuft of hair, kind of in a triangle, leading down uh, toward his navel, which is just coated with scars, uh, but also a number of tattoos kind of rolling down the side of his left arm. He dresses down into his skivvies, looking around, and as you're seeing him, everything basically from the visible portions outside of his clothing up has been painted to hide his orcish nature. But beneath the neck, it's too much paint, too much time, too much sweat. Just an incredibly well-built orcish man. Would do the tattoos like mean anything? Like would have I would it pr- uh, jog anything for Ivy's trait from training? Mm, do you speak orcish? Make, uh, me, make, me, make me an arcana roll. Okie dokie. She is super sus about this guy. Don't be sus. Just accept. Ooh, that's gonna be good. That is gonna be a 22. Um, You're pretty sure that's a mystic tattoo. It doesn't glow, but there's something about it when you look at it and as your dark vision looks at the way it's wrapped around his arm and kind of trails across his shoulders and a bit down the right arm as well, but mostly across the left. The runes and winding shapes seem to shiver slightly in the heat. Ma'am? Yes? Just checking. <laughs> I'm going to be climbing up now, so uh, just warning you. All right. Hope you're more comfortable. Thank you kindly. And as he does, he's going to turn around and climb up, meaning that you're going to get like the full package view, literally. <laughs> um, I'm not going to roll a d12. <laughs> No, roll a d20. <laughs> well, that was a pretty good roll on a d12. I'll put it out there. It's, 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 he's, he's the orcish man. Um, he is, he is a gentleman of many talents. We'll put it that way. Um, so with that, he's going to climb back up. Um, and, uh, yeah. Are you going to do anything or just go back to bed having learned new knowledge? Oh, she's like, she will stay awake for a bit and kind of make sure to wait for him to start snoring. She's going to kind of stay up and 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 wait because she's she's she doesn't like the vibe she gets from this man. OK, make me an insight roll. OK. And 18, man, these dice are hot for me today. He, after a while, does start to sleep. No, not that. What do you do? She will 
and I made a joke about this in the chat earlier, but Ivy is 100% sleeping with her blade under her pillow. Um, and she will kind of, she will, I guess, succumb because she's had a long day. So I would imagine that she's going to eventually sleep because it'll just, she'll be so tired that it, it'll just claim her. So she will kind of fall asleep when she no longer can keep her eyes open, but she's going to be like, not cool about sleeping. Okay. She feels not comfortable. It's a tense couple of days for you. But nothing happens. Unless you try to do something in the middle of the night while he's sleeping. She has no reason yet. Okay. On the fifth day, you make your way through Venken at the edge of Venbala territory and actually push up into Terrania. You're nearing Terra now. Three more days of mountain travel. As you ascend into the mountain range, the air becomes crisp, even inside the heated cars, and in steerage, even more so. They cast some warmth spells, those attendants that have the luxury, and besides that, they do take better care of you here than they did in the other steerage cars. Here, they pass along blankets and occasionally cups of hot tea and broth, free of charge, to keep you warm. Still, tempers begin to flare, and a couple of fistfights break out. However, with three days to spare, before Ryu, Doc, and Taranel, you begin to reach the apex of the mountain range. And a few times, as you head through the tunnel system, elaborately carved by some emperor, several generations dead at least, only the internal lights inside of this train remain as you're plunged into aching darkness. The darkness seems to last for minutes. And the sound in the car always cuts to a halt, gasping breaths. Even the moonlight, the starlight vanishing, is enough to catch the breath of the most hardy traveler at times. It's the third time that you begin to plunge through the mountain tunnels, that you will feel a sudden <laughs> as the train begins to slow. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the intercom garbles. We're just having a little bit of difficulty with the with something on the tracks. There's no cause for alarm. This will be dealt with shortly. Please remain in your seats, and we will have uh, warm refreshments provided shortly. Can I get an insight roll off of everybody? Absolutely. Yes, Sixteen. Sixteen. Same. Um, Eighteen. Eighteen. Sorry. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Okay. Um. So everybody, uh, several people grumble. The four of you are going to immediately know that something's wrong. 
deeper than what they're saying, and Dirk's going to kind of nudge you in the side. Hey, buddy, that guy's lying. Yeah? You want to check it out? I do. Okay, let's go. Uh, sirs, can you please sit down? I, I, I really got a poop. And he has, he's going to help me. He needs a, he needs a com- accompaniment. I, I get real nervous and I got to get talked down. Because yeah. I, 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 when I was a kid. You don't want to know what happens when he doesn't have Make me a persuasion roll, please. With, with advantage, <laughs> because this is so weird that. When in doubt, give Just... poop as an excuse. Nobody questions it. Well, no, I got explosive oh diarrhea, my God, I man. I got a 19. You got a 19. The, the a attendant goes, yeah. Okay, just, 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 just come back to your seat quickly. Thank you so much. Sorry, I just get to just, it's the too much broth. It's a, it's a problem. It's just, Thank I have you. IBS. <laughs> and uh, with that, you will sneak forward. Everything is dark. Aside from the dim cabin lighting ahead of you as you move through the cars that have all of the latrines in them. Now, the latrines on these cars, they get more comfortable the further up you go in the train out of these 40-some cars. For the most part, they're holes that just deploy into the electrical magitech beneath the car. It's an easy way to destroy the, re- the, the evidence. It does mean that they have a slightly kind of an acrid burning scent to them, but, you know, hey, it's better than lighting a match. Um, As you begin to sneak forward in the car, uh, can you make me a perception roll? You'll hear some men talking in front of you. What'd you get? Three? I got a five, so we're doing great. So some men are talking kind of in hushed whispers outside of the car. I don't know. What do you want to do? Just, I don't know. Meanwhile, further up the car, the rest of you are going to realize that something is wrong. Starting with, uh, starting with Claudette and Leiden. Can I get you to make a perception roll as well? There's voices coming from the outside of your... Of your cabin. Oh, 17. oh no. Oh, I have no idea. I rolled a one. Did you? Okay. Oh, no. So oh. you were just looking out into the darkness like, this is creepy as hell. Debating casting light kind of thing. Claudette, you got a what? Mm-hmm. Uh, 17. Go tell the engineer. It's going to take us a while to punch through this. Make sure the guards are on. And if needed... Boot up the loader. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I'll, I'll do so immediately. Um, uh, should I report to the sergeant at arms? If you have to. No idea what caused this. Could be anything. But yes, sir. This is what you hear through the door. Hmm. Can I peek out the window and see if I can see, spot anything? Uh, yes, you may. You can make me a perception roll with, uh, pardon me, an investigation roll with disadvantage. Actually, make make perception, because you're not really able to poke it. Okay. Um. Fifteen. 
glancing ahead, you can see the inside of this cave that you're in is ringed with ice. Now, what you understand about tunnels and cave systems are that, for one, they're dangerous. Um, yeah. Simply, cave-ins yeah. are regular. However, uh, caves and, well, natural cave formations generally stay at a fairly temperate degree. And deep enough tunnels should theoretically do so as well. Yeah. It should be at most in the probably Celsius, around 7 to 10 degrees. Hmm. Not something you'd want to sleep in. But not freezing. But it shouldn't freeze over. I'm going to be relaying all this to Leiden very quietly. If she's pointing, mentioning this, can I take a look out and try and figure out what's going on? Uh, as you look out, you're going to see a couple of, uh, of technicians uh, mm -hmm. rush up toward the front of the train carrying pickaxes. Okay, because I actually do have dark vision up to 60 feet. Oh, you do? So okay, I, my bad. I do. Apparently, ASMRs have that. Ooh, I gotta hurt them more. Yeah, you also yeah, got that. So, um, I don't know if that helps at all. But, um, uh, yeah, would you like me to roll I would like you or? to make me a perception roll just flat, please. Okay. That will be a 16. 16? Looking forward, yes. The walls are frozen, but that's not mm. only what you see. You'll see that the walls also have some crudely carved graffiti and draconic. Interesting. Do you have a, a... Hey, Cleta, can I grab a piece of paper? I'm going to try it, and she's going to start scribbling them down because she doesn't speak draconic, but um, she can at least try and copy them over. As you hold up the piece of paper to Claudette, Claudette, you'll be able to recognize that it says Hrut Rules. H-R-U-T-T. What does it say? Rut rules. Dude. Dude, is that a place or a person? I'm not sure. Let me think on it. Can I roll to check? Uh, I'll let you make me make me a history roll. I'm going to try and see if I know anything about that too. Uh, 21. Uh, it's a name. Um... A lot of creatures could have that. I mean, it's um, dracon. It's a draconic shortened name. Um, it could be a dragon, a drake, uh, a dragonborn could have that name. Uh, hmm. So could uh, orcs could, in theory, actually, because a lot of those names cross pollinate. Uh, maybe kobolds. Hmm. But it does kind of strike you as potentially trouble. Or adventure. So, be on guard, then. Meanwhile, further back in the car. Very. You are going to get the sense that that was a load of bullshit over the intercom. There might be a problem with the engine. If only there was uh, someone here who could fix it. I think you're muted. Yes, I was. I was muted on the mic and not in Zoom. That's true. Um, she's gonna poke her head out the like the door uh, into the hallway, and 
look for an attendant? Uh, an attendant actually is going to be rushing by at that point, looking quite harried. <sighs> Excuse me? Uh, yeah? I mean, uh, yes, ma'am? <laughs> no worries. What seems to be the problem? Uh, nothing, ma'am. We're just having uh, a little bit of a problem with the with some of the, the temperatures. Um, shouldn't be a problem at all in just a little while. Uh, nothing he wrong with He is lying. <laughs> I got a 10, so like, I'm pretty sure you'll know that he's just kind of trying to fake it. I know you're just trying to calm everybody down. It's uh, okay. I'm offering help if you need any. Uh, well, ma'am, I'm not sure what you could do, but, uh... What's the problem? Uh, well, can you make me a persuasion roll, please? Yes, of course. Ooh. Ooh, do-do-do-do. Uh, do-do-do-do-do. That's gonna be a 17. All right. Uh, uh, he's gonna glance down at kind of, like, your toolkit that you have with you, probably. Uh, are you, uh, you a mechanist? Yes. Um, y'all should probably head up to, uh, up to the front. Lead uh, the way. Uh, I, I, I've got to, I got to go back to the, to the caboose. Okay. Um, but if you, if you head up and, uh, go see, uh, the engineer, his name's, uh, his name's Railed. A railroad engineer named Railed, right? Um, yeah, for sure. Well, all right, I'll go up and I'll go up and talk to him. Uh, thank you. For, uh, what's your name? Veritrix. 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 I will. I'll. I'll call up ahead and make sure they know you're coming. Perfect. Thank you. And uh, as this is happening, he's going to reach down to like one of the devices at his belt. It's basically a walkie-talkie system. Uh, there's a. There's a halfling up coming up, uh, some type of mechanist named Veratrix. Over, uh, Ivy. As you are waiting in your car, you are going to hear one of the attendants outside of your door take a call. Yeah, I could totally take. I could take them up. Yeah, halfling, short, black hair. Yeah, Veratrix. Got it. You'll hear this directly outside your door. And, and then a minute later, echoing down the hall, you'll hear, uh, Ma'am, are you Veratrix? Yes, I am. A ginger human walks up wearing basically uh, the uh, the blue outfit of one of the attendants. Uh, Ma'am, I can take you up to to, Mr. to Engineer Railed. Perfect, thank you. And the bunny is, fly is flying uh, behind her as well. And your rabbit. He helps. Ivy, what do you do? Ivy's going to go to the door, because especially right. hearing that description, then hearing the word bunny, it's like, ding! So she will kind of go up to the door and open it. Um, just about 10 feet down the hallway, uh, you will see Vary being um, being led by a ginger uh, human attendant. And you will hmm. see Ivy in the doorway. Oh, there you are. It's you. Are you able to come give me a hand up at, up, up at the front here? Yes. 
Thank you. It'd be much appreciated. Yes, of course. Um, I guess y'all both can come. I guess you both can come. That should be fine. Yeah, she's... Yeah. Hey, hey darling, do you mind shutting the door? You're letting all the cold air in. Yes, sorry. No, sleep well, Zeet. We'll take care of this. Yes, ma'am. You'll hear that from the inside. Uh, meanwhile, further back in the car, um, you are going to be crouching and moving along with Dirk. Dirk, I don't. I'm fine. Uh, Talfer, I don't. Tal, I don't think we should be going up here, man. Like people are looking for us now. Oh, come on, man. And then you'll hear. You said there's something weird. Yeah, there's something really weird. But I don't know. Well, hey, figure it out. I've got somebody who's coming up. Can you? Can I get you to take her, halfling? Short, uh, black hair named Veratrix, some type of imperial mechanist of some kind. One of them will walk by you. Oh. Pausing directly in front of where you're kind of crouching behind, uh, behind a bend in one of the cars. That's your friend, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Hey, have fun, buddy. <laughs> He'll wink at you. And then kind of stumble out into the hallway. Hey, officer. <laughs> I just, I have to ask a question. Is that the front of the train or is that the front of the train? Because I have to piss. And if I have to piss in the middle of this floor, you're a handsome man. <laughs> I had a crush on a woman who looked a lot like you, but I'm flexible. Come here, buddy. <laughs> uh, we're just going to give you plenty of time to try to stealth ahead with advantage if you'd like. Perfect. Yep. We will do that. We'll try that. Um, he's going to whisper under his breath, Thank you, Dirk. And then, uh... Go Sorry, ahead. we need to get you, we need to get you back. Come on. You need to be, you need to be, go back and seat in, I guess, the cheap seats. <laughs> That's actually a 21. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, you're going to be able to ninja. Uh, so you are going to fall in step, and very quickly, you are going to uh, be able to dodge out of the way of people as they are moving. Uh, basically crouching in alcoves and following and are very quickly going to be following a suspicious looking tiefling and halfling that are being led by a red haired um, attendant up toward the front cars and you are going to see the social strata increase yes. <laughs> as you are moving up toward the front um, and as you are gathering your things up and figuring out what's going on outside um Leiden and um, Leiden and Claudette, you are going to hear the sound of several people walking down the hall. I'm going to peek out through the curtains. Um, yeah. At, you'll have Same. to open the door to do that. Oh, okay. So as you slide the door open, uh, you are going to see one of the attendants leading the other three people from that strange fight. Fancy meeting you here. Hello. I'm going up to head, try and fix the train. Uh, I'm helping. Right. Right. Am I still sneaking, or am I have I been have I been <laughs> caught? No, you're Sorry. you're sneaking still. Pardon me. The nice. other two. The other two. My bad. My right. bad. <laughs> you're up. Unless you decide just to come out now and be like, "Hello." Luton's <laughs> gonna like look ah. over at Claudette and then just be like. Should we 
I mean, you're, you're not going to not check this out, are you? You are a curious one, aren't you? <sighs> well, I am a trained mage. And I am a trained cleric. And I think this is the moment where Talfren is going to make himself known. What are we checking out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. Uh, oh, it's you. Oh. Isn't that funny? We all meet again. Mm. Getting out of hand. Mm. Now there's fire. Interesting. Or something. Mm. Let's go fix the train. Um, I'm right not sure on. if it's the train that's broken. So Claudette's going to start the group moving again, just kind of yeah. chivying in that way that people naturally move with her because yeah, sounds good. that's rude otherwise. Yeah. Okay. And she'll start kind of questioning the attendant. Did you know there's draconic runes on the wall? Draconic? Uh, I hmm. I speak it. What what it's, did it say? Has there been any evidence of... Is this made? It might be dangerous. Oh, Christine. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did Christine just... <laughs> Oh, okay. you glitched when you started saying dangerous. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, you, and you looked so, stoned. <laughs> it was great. So you, let's pick pick it up at dangerous. That's basically where I ended. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, does the name, what was it, Hret, mean anything to any of you? Dr- uh, no. Possibly a dragon, dragonborn, drake, no. cobalt, orc. No. 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 Oh. Um. Uh, folks, we're going to have to actually leave the car. Are you sure you're going to be okay for this? It's mighty cold outside, the attendant says. Oh, yeah. I'll be fine. I've got my jacket. Yeah. I'll be fine. Okay. I have many layers. She slides. Claudette will just keep chivying them along so he doesn't have time to stop and think about it. He slides open one of the sidecars and pulls a lever, which causes a series of stairs to out from the side of the train, lowering himself down. The inside of this train, uh, pardon me, the inside of this tunnel now is covered in a low hum of electricity, casting a dim glow from the base of the train as it hovers, just barely connected to the tracks. Um, it's more like greasing the tracks than, than like flying on top of them, but same idea. And as he steps down, you will hear crunch, crunch. The cavern's covered in snow. The tunnel is filled with snow. That's not something that happens in a That's tunnel. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Everyone on your guard, okay? Someone she's gonna, wanted to stop the train. She's gonna heft up her shield and just, like, get herself, like, put her hand on her mace and just look around. Getting ready to cover Claudette if needed. Uh, uh, sir, uh... Uh, Engineer Railed? Aye. You'll hear up from the front of you. A man in heavy weather clothing will turn around and glare at you. His eyes are slightly sagging, his brows wrinkled and heavy. He has a long beard, and in his teeth he's clutching a pipe. He'll be played by Willem Willem Dafoe in the film from the film The Lighthouse. Aye. What can I do for you? Um, this is the, the, the mechanist? I'll, I'll wander up at that point and be like, Veratrix Soulstar. Mechanist? Mm-hmm. Or does it look like I need a mechanist? I don't need a mechanist, girl. I need a miracle. And as he says that, he turns to look 
behind him, and all of you in the light of his lantern are going to see the tracks leading out of here are frozen solid with an inch of ice. And in front of you, a steep and thick wall of collapsed stone and ice blocking the path out of the tunnel. Hmm. Would you happen to be? He glances down at your weapons and equipment. I think I might have a job for you. Well, shit. Well, what else? But I'm going to start do? going forward and examining it to fi- try and figure out what sort of spell work caused this. It can help to get the train back on track. I'm down for anything. Yeah, I'm in. I'd be careful if I were you. There's bound to be something up ahead. Very dangerous. Sure be sitting in the cabin. This is Yeti country. Hmm. Oh. They're big. They are. Are you big enough to take them on? And with that, I think that's where we're going to call game for the night. Alright, so folks, that is going to be it. You have a party together now <laughs> yes. uh, it only took well, three episodes it only took three episodes <laughs> it worked what? really well three yeah. episodes one two three episodes but you're only level two that doesn't seem fair maybe you should be level three Yay! Yes. All right. I'll take it i get to choose my order yes yeah. witcher yeah. powers activate i get to make eldritch cannons now all right i'm not going to tell you what to do but remember you're in avalanche zones right now Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's in my head right now. I'm just like, careful. Thunderwave, anyone? Thunderwave? Oh no. <laughs> no. 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 Particularly that's how we lose it. people no. in Rhyme no. of the Frost Maiden. <laughs> yeah, so. no. Not that. Oh, no. Oh, that reminds me. So I have something I could play for you right now. So, folks, it was absolutely wonderful to have you in game tonight. I hope that you had a good time with us. Um, did you Did you guys have a good time? Party? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. finally, there's a steampunk station on tabletop audio now? What does it sound like? Mm. Hold on. Oh, dude, this is dope. Ooh, ooh, I'm excited. Uh, hold on. I'm gonna... Ooh, I guess I can bubble spells. I'm gonna put it in our chat so you can... Ooh. Nope, that's Shards of Nern stuff. Hold on. Oh, this song is so good. <laughs> does this song slap? You tell me. Uh, so that, oh, that's so good. God, I love tabletop audio. Not sponsored. Actually, I'm their patron, so technically I sponsor them. So sponsored, just not the way expected. Um, so I hope you enjoyed our episode tonight. We're going to be back next Friday, as always, and it is going to be uh, another great episode. We're actually going to have a little a little baby dungeon crawl and uh, a lot of fun. If you like what we do here, give us a follow. Uh, give us a sub if you're watching on YouTube, because I love to see those numbers rise, and it makes us, it really helps us feel like we actually did something. Uh, but now that the party's together, and uh, I know that only some of you are going to be able to hear this, uh, so party, I'm sorry, you won't be able to hear it, but the, the audience will, uh, y'all are level three. Oh, I need to do that. I, I rolled mine. All right, so uh, that's going to be it from us tonight. We love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. You guys are great. Uh, Art Hard, uh, Night Tide. Oh, yeah, Night Tide, you just showed up. 
Um, so it's it's so good to have all of you in the chat. You guys are all amazing, and I really look forward to running more of this game. Thank you so much for tuning in for a homebrew. I know that it's it's harder to get people out for homebrews because they you don't necessarily like what people are throwing together. I hope you like what we're doing here, and if you have any suggestions or anything, feel free to put them in the YouTube comments or join our Discord because we love seeing you. So with that, I think that's going to be it from us. Good night, everybody. The Reign of Emerys is a Dork Tales production. It stars Christine Rattray as Claudette Belmont, Amy Godfrey as Leiden Ann Marov, Caitlin Vinkel as Talfrin Prideri, Robin Holford as Ivy, and Katrina McGee as Veritrix Soulstar. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Our opening theme is Resolution by Alexander Nakarada, and our closing theme is Find Them, also by Alexander Nakarada. For a full list of the music used in this episode, check the show notes below. To learn more about the world that Reign of Emerys is set in, check out our wiki or visit our Discord where there's plenty of information to go around. Thanks for supporting this podcast. If you like what we do here and would like to help Dork Tales grow, leave a five-star review, share us with your friends, and leave a comment below. And hey, while we're talking about people who support Dork Tales, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales. Starting with our Patreon producers. Our royal producer, Shulton the World Builder. Our divine producer, DM Michael Gray, the Great and Powerful. Our demonic producers, Jade the Maker of Monsters and Bracarius, our fun but evil Funkel. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, a.k.a. James Bododge, Eolus the Forever Cleric, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, and The Traveler. Our level 20 heroes, Jan Clark, who's my, my mom, Bob Kessler, who's along for the ride, Michael Eilat, the graphics guy, and Chef Aladeth. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro the Straw Hat Devil, George Sibley, Snowy323, Hans H. Boundahoof, Professor Multiverse, Adam Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Brady Chester, and Heavy Metal and Tea are very important patrons who donate five or more dollars per month. An actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Mike Baxter, first of his name, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the CGFX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, United Adventure Company, Robin Holford, the wine master, SM Pace, Hillary, Colin Son, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Evil, Doctor Who 4189, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Kara Rett, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Arach Nikonikoni, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G, Michael Reynolds, The Bong Master, David Ellis, Confounded Hound, Jeremy Smith, 5280 DTC Nerd, Lock Slurm, Slouching Beast, Andrew Rogers, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Chris Deeds, Karasha Urquhart, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Malazang, Clay, Andrew Wolf, Laura Arasmith, Sean Oldham, Mashmakan, Marcel, Roman Ash, The Dixon Three, Ash Wolf, Los Grack, and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Sarah Vaughn Sophistine, Whistler, DM Shari, and Empath Naga. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Caitlin, Ba Tran, Willem and Isolda, Just Andy, EJ, Ashley Johnson, an Insomniac Veterinarian, Creax, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Chris Blog, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, The Crazy Goblin, Jacob Embry, Matt B., and Catherine Petricelli. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.